Everything I spit rare, we sound in that great area podcast. They talk about hip hop all the way in the UK, so they gon' get props. Ooh, let me catch it, let me catch it once again. Every time I'm spitting, I'll be making people. So we discuss what makes a great rapper. Should we talk about what makes a great album? Should we do that? Other people? Yeah, we should. Do it for yeah. the people. <laughs> okay. So when I was like thinking about how to structure this episode, I thought it'd be good to do it in kind of categories about, um, you know, separate different aspects to an album. And the first thing I thought of was sequencing. And there's obviously different things you can talk about within that. So the importance of sequencing an album. So I would say one of the key things that I look for in a great album is a proper intro. But what, what's the proper intro? What what like what do you class as a proper intro? Because for me, I feel like it varies. Like I'm not saying a proper intro needs to be, you know, like like how Getz's was or like how Meek Mill does his. A proper intro can just be a nice song that's that flows into the rest of the album. It doesn't have to be like, oh, bring the energy up, get me gas type thing. No, it I can feel like vary. the intro's got a it's got to show what's in store for the album. Hundred mm. percent, mm. yeah. You got you got to, got to get a little taste of what the album's going to bring from the intro. That's what makes great intro to me. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it can vary in terms of the energy or the the tone and whatnot, but I just think it's got to set the tone of the album, of what you're talking about within that album. So you could, and I, I was thinking about this actually as well. In recent times, we've actually been blessed with really good intros, but different types of intros as well. So if you think about obviously Gets with, um, what's it called? Fine Wine into Mozambique, but then you had about 45 Smoke with Slow Tie. Mm. Great intro. Oh, 95 fantastic. South from Cole. Um even last year, if I think about the way Alfredo started, quite cinematic, uh, Run the Jewels with that sort of back-to-back with those first two tracks. I feel so like it, people, it can know, vary. Though, people know that the intro is where it's at. Like it's, obviously, nowadays, I feel like most people are going on to an album and they'll just click, oh, you know, I, I like this artist, so I'm going to listen to the, this artist's song. But previously, people were like, right, because I'm going to start this from track one, I'm going to rock out. Do you know what I mean all the way through? And if the intro is crap, they might give you two, three more songs. But realistically, if the intro is hard, it will carry you further. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what are some of our favorite intros then? I was literally just listening to one of my favorite intros in the last five years. Pretty Girls Like Trap Music by Two Chains. The intro on that Ooh. is hard. Mm. Well, that's a bit different. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to be different, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to not be, you know what I mean? <laughs> trying to make the listeners go expand their music taste. Go listen to Two Chains. <laughs> um I mean, one of my favorite intros, I'm not gonna lie, it's just classic, it has to still be Shrink because the the feels that gave me, but I still remember where I was. That that intro for me is just I don't know. Mm, that's so vibe, that, 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 that's that's different levels, man. That that took me to a different place and didn't even know it existed. So. Yeah, nah. That <laughs> that's true. One thing about an intro is it, it it has it can't just be like oh straight like trap hard drill beat unless that's all what the album's gonna be but like with Shireen, it's a slow build it comes in with that yeah exactly that weird ooh I'm hot that yeah. thing yeah and that weird transports you to that world that's, exactly it just gave me goosebumps man and it just like was like oh what's what's to come next man that intro is just yeah something else man. Because it's the first impression as well. The intro, it's got to get, it got to give you a good first impression. If it is a crap intro, you're not like Sam said. 
you're 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 only realistically going to last for about two or three tracks, and if those tracks are not good, you're just you might sack off the album. You got it has to give you a good good impression because that's, that's what I was thinking. Carry you yeah. through, yeah. One of, one of the points I had was like the album should have like a string of good songs to start it because mm. I feel like your first impression is still getting built on the album. Mm. It's like three tracks in, so if the first three four tracks really go in you'll remember that album and go back to it to play the album. If mm. it's like you have to work to like the album and it's later on all the best tracks come, it's kind of like, do you ever get there for starters? And also when you go back to the album, are you just going to listen to your favorite string at the end? That's the thing. Mm. Firstly. If you if I'm going for an album first listen and going, oh, I want to put this on that playlist or this feels like that playlist, then I know I'm not really into the album. I'm just into like mm. certain songs. But with the intro, yeah. if the intro starts out strong, and the outro is good, then I'm like, oh, you know what? Well, not even if the outro is good. If the intro starts out strong and I'm in for the first three, four tracks, I'm like, this is, you know what I mean? I'll listen, I'll listen to this album again. This is the thing about the outro though. If the outro is banging, you'll want to just start again from the beginning and like replay the thing. How did you get to that end point? Like mm. this isn't hip hop, but like Phoebe Bridges album ends so crazy. Mm. The one that she dropped Punisher that it's like, mm. what did I just go through to get to that final point there? I need to start right from the top again and go back on that journey. I get that a lot with Subtract albums, or as you spell it, S-B-T-R-K-T. His albums go on this weird kind of, they start off in this weird place and they end in this weird place. So you want to kind of go back on that journey again. And it, it's it's yeah. definitely all about, it's about having lows and highs though, because what the next kind of thing is, is pacing. I don't, I don't really know, like pacing is something that's hard to describe, isn't it? Because it, it's not always uh. about, it's not always about like, oh, up, down, up, down, up, down. Some albums just go on this straight trajectory where at the end you're just amped up. You're just ready to go mm. smash some shit. And then other albums, it's kind of like you, you feel like you were brought up or brought down. And other albums just keep you coasted on one level. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, that, again, it can, it can always vary. There's no sort of rule book. I mean, going back to Good Kid, Mad City, if you think about what, what Kieran was saying about the sort of first few tracks, you get on that first one, you get a this kind of quite mellow but vivid story brings you into the world. The second track is more of the upbeat, almost like pop type record in a way, the catchy hook. And then after that, you get the straight rap banger. Do you know what I mean? That's three different tracks there, but they work. Do you get what I mean? They don't have to sound the exact same. They don't have to necessarily, I mean, they do transition well because of the skits and whatnot, but you get three different flavors already and you're in it. Do you know what I mean? By, that, by, by back free, free, backseat freestyle, you are in that album. Yeah. straight away that's true that's true you, but you're not you, you know what it is it's not like you're shocked by anything else that comes in that album as well it's more so it's like oh i've kind of been on this small mini journey by the time you get to like poetic justice good kid mad city it's like nothing in there is like oh this is a bit too energetic or this is a bit too mellow it's like you've had all those vibes in the first four tracks so it's like anything mm. that comes it's like i'm expecting to hear that type of stuff whereas with like damn Dan was all over the place for me in terms of like if you want to talk about pacing. Like it was a very mm. odd, odd, odd mm, thing. Yeah. It started out really, really high energy. And then by the end, or by the middle, it became a, a, a little bit more chill with loyalty and stuff like that. But then humble flew in, but then it went into love. I was like, this album is is a bit a bit all over the place. Then it ended pretty chill. Going back to um Sorry, it's going back to like intros and outros and especially outros. Damn is one of those ones where you can just kind of replay it straight away though. Isn't exactly. that thing where I you mean, meant to play it, it, it backwards and forwards? Back to the front, top, 
Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's the album. Yeah, you mm. can play it backwards. So that it, that's an easy one to just when it ends, you're like, oh, I can just do that again. But and and I know we're, I'm kind of skipping forward because we're going to talk about the aesthetics and things. But there's a, there's at least two songs in that album that just look like the cover art. Like the, the feeling of that song just oh, looks like his face, yeah. just looking fucking just. I, I, I don't know, like just completely depressed. And unimpressed, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was when I first saw the cover for Damn, I was worried about Kendrick. I was like, oh no, what's happened? <laughs> uh, that was that was artistic though. That that gave me blonde vibes. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. go out in front of a wall. Well, yeah, we got to get to those covers. Definitely got to get to covers. But um, yeah, pacing for me is is key though because if you on on the sort of other end of the spectrum, if you like have if you have like three or four tracks which, which are really mellow or in the same key, sometimes it can make the album a bit of a slug. You've got to kind of have a little bit of... If you think you about all the minor, albums, minor key songs, right? You need them to yeah, come yeah, in. can't yeah. all be major all the time, all this like happy pop kind of stuff. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it can all be mellow. Like I was listening to um, Portishead, um, their first album earlier on, and that whole thing is very, very mellow. But as you say, it kind of goes between major and minor. Um, or something like a Run the Jewels album. There's not really much downtime with a Run the Jewels album. It's like watching a Mad Max film where it's just fucking nah, yeah, Run full the throttle. The That's what time. I always didn't like about Run the Jewels, man. It's that it's just instantly just like on. It's on to me, and I'm like, I can't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it's, it, well, it's just it's just high energy all the time, isn't it? Like you, you, you struggle almost to keep up, man. I listened yeah, to Run the Jewels for the other time, and I was like, bloody hell, man. I, I love the album. Don't get me wrong, but the energy, Jesus, I needed a break. This is the thing, though, the like. El- LP, his sequencing is always relentless. Like going mm. all the way back to rap music, the first four or five songs on rap music for Killer Mike's album is crazy. Like mm. it just doesn't stop. It gets to that point where he's got that go and he's rapping like top speed. Mm. It's mad. He does that every yeah. single album as well. Yeah, and I know me and you have spoken about this, Kieran, and, and it, it's been documented what they were trying to go for with with rap music. But Ice Cube reminds me of that as well. The early albums where he had mm-hmm. the Bomb Squad production, and it's just so in your face for pretty much the whole like, album fuck off but mwa had yeah. that with straight out of compton too it was yeah, all the way yeah. back then but that's mm-hmm. that's that's the thing Definitely. though they, they're giving you that that same consistent energy and sometimes you've got to just respect like the effort it takes to to be on that energy for a whole whole album because some people like to be like oh mm. you know take a break here do this they'll try something different here it's like no man let me yeah, you know yeah. I mean? let me hit you with some magic and that's where um that's where transitions are key for me as well is um so one of my favorite albums of all time is Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. And that has arguably the, the best transitions ever. Like the, the way that tracks flow into one another. Mm. Tracks that sound quite similar, they always almost come in like couples to me, the songs in the album. Yeah. But the way that the music just can, it's just one long song almost. Mm. And it just sounds so perfect. Um that that enhances an album for me as well is how well you piece those songs together whether it's with like i say the instrumentation or if it's uh interludes or if it's skits skits in hip-hop yeah i was gonna say skits can either take me in or out of an album like one person that i feel like really really did really well with skits was mf doom mf doom skits like built the picture of the supervillain aspect he was going for quite a lot of the time gave it a real like a comic book type feel Mm. This is the thing yeah. about skits, though. They take you, and that's why MF Dooms are so good because they have a background music to it. Skits mm. that are just vocals, mm. like the acapella stuff, or like in the scene, like Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City. They can take you out of the the world of the like listen to music, mm. unless they're done right, like in Good Kid, Mad City, especially. Kanye like, did it really well. You actually, 
It's a film. Mm. Kanye what? did it oh, really, really oh. well. I, it's the music in the background in that as well. The, yeah. All the beats behind the guy speaking, they just bang yeah. every single one. Kanye's first two albums, all his skits made the albums feel like something mm. was going on. Yeah, actually, no, let's say the first three. First three albums, all the skits yeah, yeah, just yeah, like not much is actually well. happening on yeah. those albums, but the skits just mm. make it go somewhere. A world. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was that whole skits on. Sorry, were there skits on graduation? Yeah, I don't think they were. Yeah, they were. I thought there was skits, skits on graduation. Yeah, there definitely is. I'm sure, there is. There, there, yeah, the there first is. song. There is. The first song has a sk- in the beginning. Look, hold on. Play it because I don't. There are skits. I'm telling you, there's skits on here. Yeah, I'm really? sure there's skits. On graduation, I'm sure there is. I thought this was a very concise album. Nah, I don't think it had. I it. swear, yeah. there were skits in this album. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I think the vibe he was going for with that one is he wanted to make songs. Um, Every song on this stadium. Well, he wanted to make stadium music. He wanted to make like sort of um. Oh, he, went, he was a record producer music. at that point. Like mm. songs, every single song's for the radio, essentially. Mm. Oh, fuck, he, I remember back. him saying something like, I, want, I wanted to make songs where if you played it off of your phone through the phone speaker, it would still sound good. Something like that. And he was getting inspiration from electronic music at that time. That's why I said that was That's what Bjork done in the early 2000s oh, no. as well. I'm, 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 I was, I was surprised. mixing up late registration with, oh, yeah. with late registration is full, Late registration is full, full of skits. skits I, yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought graduation had skits as well, though. Yeah, yeah, no. So, we're both baffed here. We're in the same world. Yeah. Kanye does amazing um, skits for, for me personally. I, even oh, up, yeah. up till recently. They're funny as well. They're really, really funny. Yeah, no, mm. they are. They are funny. They really are funny. Yeah, college drop. Yeah, because they, they have to be funny because let, let's get one thing straight as well. Like skits where it's like set skits just need to be cut out full stop because no one wants <laughs> oh, yeah, to be yeah, hearing yeah, that, yeah. man. They need no to be removed from those classic that, albums because oh, it kills the vibe. Yeah. It does kill the vibe because I can't even understand how they're like putting that out there. What are they doing? Like just going in the studio and just making weird sex noises. Who, do, who wants to do that? Like, it bloody annoys me. It's just... just I, oh, I feel like just, one of the just, best... Just, the best skit ever, and this is... I don't know if you guys are going to agree... But Chris Rock at the end of Blame Game is iconic. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That is so good. Yeah, you can is, sit there listening to that so many times. <laughs> you can't be the one with the bezel. Oh, the Yeezy taught me. Banger. <laughs> Banger. Sometimes He's I just play Blame like Game. I play Blame Game at the end. Just the whole end of Blame Game. Thingy, um, Tony Tone, that ASAP Rocky track. It has a, such a funny skit, like, in between the two verses. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but, like, this... This lady mm. just goes off on one, like, what the hell are you actually talking about? This is like, <laughs> this is wrong kind of thing. Mm. He's he just chatting back to it. It's so funny, though. <laughs> nah, yeah, 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 yeah. His vow on that song. <laughs> <laughs> Drake's never been a really good skit person up until recently, though. He's recently started chopping in, like, little, like, Yardy vocals and, like, people from Toronto talking. It works, but it doesn't feel genuine half the time, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even have Drake in mind for skits. So that, I think that yeah. says it really. Not to like, you know, disrespect him, but... Drake is a um, sequencing king, though. Mm. Like, since we're talking about sequencing, like every single t- album has that sequencing that just flows. And you always feel like, okay, this is well-managed. Except um, mm. Care Package and Dark Lane demo tapes. Ignore those two. Because I feel like those aren't um, that was more... Yeah, that's just, exactly, yeah. That's they're, they're not the yeah. real albums. But like the albums themselves, the sequencing on them is always so well thought. Like, mm. how am I going to take them on this journey of them like falling in love with me kind of thing every single time? Definitely. I get what you mean. Um, the only thing I would say, and it kind of falls into the 
the last aspect of sequencing that I was thinking of, which is the duration of an album, mm. is that with Drake's projects, I, I, I maybe maybe exaggerating here, but the only one I can think of where I felt like it was very refined and concise was nothing was the same. Yeah. Um, I found the majority of his projects would just be too long and that there was a bit of filler on there. So, and, and I think maybe duration is a, a really relevant thing now with the way albums, um, you know, the way albums are made, you know, whether it be either like you get half an hour albums these days where songs are like barely three minutes long or you get, you know, 30 song, you know, 30 tracks in an album in order to get the streaming numbers up. Yeah. So how important do you not think the duration of an album is it's important i think it's now it's more album. important it is, yeah it, it went through important. a phase of being like long albums and i remember in hip-hop it was like if you made that 22 track album with all those hits like grand champ and that dmx time it was mm. like that is a sick album look mm. how many songs there are so many hits to choose from kind of thing mm. but like look how more life got received do you know what i mean it's not relevant anymore but it's so long. The thing is with Drake, yeah, all his projects are over an hour, like every single one, apart from like um, the one with Future, but that doesn't count. All over an hour. But like his median kind of time is like one hour and a half, one hour, 20 minutes. That is a very long time. <laughs> that is long. That's well, a long that's time I mean. by it's anyone's standard. Because the thing is, you get bored after a while. Well, no, I mean, Drake's quality, uh, content has been great. But the thing is, I think if you go in over an hour, I've always said with, a, I've always said with the tracks as well, um, like a 12 anything over 12 tracks you're going to have to come in hard like you're going to have to do something special I don't mind the duration being that long so mm. if you're going over an hour I don't mind it as a such but the the content has to it has to hit you because you're going to find a lull yeah. and you don't and you want you're going to want to still be engaged because you're going to find yourself like just dozing off otherwise and I found that with some albums they, they just go on and then you just think why am I still here well for contrast really? it's really rare to have an album with like 20 tracks or more yeah that every single song is like top oh, notch yeah well for contrast J. Cole's album The Off Season is 40, just about 40 minutes long but it feels like a good enough length I feel like that's the sweet spot mm -hmm. isn't it 40 minutes, yeah. yep. 50 minutes. Anything more than that, you you kind of go a bit like... 50 is is a little bit long already, you know? Yeah. I feel like 45 is that benchmark where I'm like, yeah. is it a long time for me to sit here or not? It depends how... If there's a really long track in the album, that could be why it's pushed up to 50 minutes because like Frank Ocean's yeah. albums are all about an hour long. Yeah, I was like literally about just about to say... Yeah. I was literally just about to say that. I I, I did a quick yeah. search on, on uh, Spotify of like two of some of my favourite albums of all time. Mm. One of them was blonde, and that's about an hour. And yeah. that doesn't feel like an hour. Not at all. Because the music, the quality is just so high. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. But there then you I go. think about that like, another one of my favorites is um, uh, "Is This It" by The Strokes, and that's only thirty-five minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's perfect because of the type of music that they were making with that album. Yeah. But I do think if that was double, especially double the length, but even if it was another 15, 20 minutes long, maybe it wouldn't be as received as, as great as it is now indie it artists been... previously used to have to push to go over 10 tracks though like the, it was all about 10 tracks 11 maybe and then that's it you mm -hmm. couldn't do more than that like if you look at all the kind of stuff that would come around around that time you're not going to get anything with more than 10 11 tracks mm. i guess for me duration it's 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 really dependent on the quality of the music, I guess. I mean, you, like I said, you can have an album that sort of stretches an hour, mm. uh, an, an album that stretches an hour, and there's, you know, like a blonde or 
I mean, how long is it been for Butterfly? That must be close to an hour, right? Yeah, I think so. No, but that, that, over an hour. that was a journey, though. I don't care. That Again, that, just, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Mm. It's a journey. When, when, when albums, the quality yeah. is good, you don't care how long the duration is. It's just some albums just drag, like, and you're just thinking, why have you made this album that long? Like, Skip bubbles on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to think of a good example. I can't think of something off the top of my head, actually. An album but, that's um, way that's too what... long and drags is always DJ Khaled's albums. And those aren't even albums. Oh, don't. They're just I don't even want to talk about those albums. No, no, they no, have to be mentioned. Out. They are so long. <laughs> They're so man. long. And I know he knows no, no one's listening from that top to bottom for sequences. They're trash. That he just that he just knows that, oh, this song's for those people. That song's for these people. I've got yeah, my yeah. Drake song and I'm out. That's literally it. Mm, He's got mm. a formula. He repeats it. It works every time. Yeah. But and that's what it. I think Drake does too, to be honest. I think Drake that's formula. what Drake's been doing since Views, at least. There's no f- personally. There's no formula there, man. He's just doing yeah, like, like I've got a good example where it was um the game's last album, which shocked me because that's an hour and a half. And I thought, oh my goodness me, because he's got how many tracks on it? Yeah, 25 tracks on that album. I'm thinking, oh man, you're going way too long. But he surprised me. That album actually wasn't that much of a drag, but it just goes to show you're that perception i saw 25 tracks straight away hour and a half i'm like oh what have you this done this is the man? thing this about that one it's like, sequencing yeah. right it yeah, takes you it on is. a journey yes, and it's like you don't exactly. want to stop because it keeps bringing you back up and down precisely it's nice yeah. all the way yeah, to the yeah. end i think there is room for longer albums though there is room for it if it if it works mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think um, double albums for example work as well exactly yeah. we haven't really spoke about that but the durations are long on double albums like all eyes on me but what, what do we think about that? Like, we never think that's too long because it's essentially two albums in one. I mean, mm. pr- previously, like, previously, I don't think double albums were a problem because it's like you had two discs. So you had the option between switching them out. But with streaming now, you don't really, ha- yeah, they try to separate it by putting the, you know, the disc symbol and go, oh, this is this one, this is this two. But realistically, mm. it's now 40 odd tracks or say, you know what I mean? A mad amount of tracks. 30 song albums doing 100 thou. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where's the quote? The board is yeah. gone. Hit that button, Sam. I, I did. Ain't heard a, I ain't heard that button in a time. Where's the bomb? A long time. <laughs> Where? The board What's is happening. The board has died. Reload. Oh yeah, no, nah, the board is fucked. No. I'm gonna say it again. Uh, Your Mizzy thirty song. I'll do a hundred thou. Hey. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. To uh. So to kind of summarise then, so sequencing, an album's got to have a great opener. Sorry, a great album has got to have a strong opener. It's got to bring you into that world. It's also got to close very strong as well, whether that be something dramatic or cinematic, whatever, or something that kind of brings you back to the beginning in a sense and makes you want to replay it. Um, The pacing is key. And that a great album has to be well paced. And... um, and it has to transition well between each track. It has to be almost seamless, I guess. And then duration, I mean, out of all those things, for me personally, I don't think it is that important, but obviously there is a limit. If it's going over like an hour and a half, then you're like, okay, this is dragging a bit. Or if it's, you know, under half an hour, then it feels a bit like an EP or something like that, and there's not enough there. So I guess that's a, a decent summary of, of sequencing. Should we move on to... Uh, the aesthetics. Cover art is Which is something actually. Cover so this is this is the first thing I was going to ask about is I feel like cover art is not as important anymore. It is to me, but I don't think it is, especially in the streaming era. 
No, nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore. But oh, I remember I hear, previously. I hear what you're saying. No. Previously, yeah. you used to see it in the shop, and that would grab your eye. And I feel like effort went into it. Now it's not like the formula is the same. Now you get a picture of the artist doing something. Done. It's not like. But I do appreciate original cover arts. When I see one, and I'm like, that is actually great. Mm. I'll appreciate that. Like, okay, they've enhanced the experience for me. Kendrick still is yeah. keeping the, the medium alive. He takes really like what I say would be culturally relevant album art pictures like his he, all his albums are pictures of him or pictures of him and his friends or you know of the car that whatever but recently it's just been a bit eh. j cole's well, album the main art players was have a, good ones uh, j cole's album art was a was a bit eh. yeah i mean a burning basketball hoop in the back him standing in the front it's just not it's not like born sinner was it's not like whoa. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. but yeah, Born Sinner's cover art was nice. That 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 was a nice one. Yeah, but that, it's like that was I my think least that's... favorite album art. Oh, was it? What yeah. that what? little thing like that? What cover art? No, I, I like that that's cover art. Wavy, yeah. man. I thought the recent albums from was quite striking. I liked yeah. the, it. Was, uh, it was striking he, where he was standing with the basketball net. On it had a lot of back. meaning as well. Yeah, but realism with it. I feel like Kanye West yeah. is slowly giving up on album artwork. He had a really strong start. And then by the time he got to, uh, let's say, Jesus after that, he gave up. It was from yeah. Jesus onwards. It, to oh, be honest, yeah. even Dark Looks Fantasy, dead. like that's when it just got really weird. Like, what's, what's no, the No, no, the first art. one was yeah. mad though. Because it, it wasn't censored yeah. like that. It was like proper, uh -huh. like this person with their titties out. And then it was the one with the mm. swords in his head. Th those were pretty mad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what though, The Life of Pablo, Kind of going back to what I said about Kendrick and Dan, how there were certain songs in that album that sounded like how he looked on the front. Yeah. I feel like the way the Pablo artwork was done reflected his mind state and the kind of scattiness of that album. It was a little weird. bit all over the place. What is that on the still front? Is, today. is that Kim K? And who are those other people? Who's that family? I don't know, man. That's, it's that, just, that family. Yeah. I know it's, it's the all, craziest I artwork. I, 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 was, I was like, one. is that Kim K? It must be. I'd hope so. But family I was like, who, who, like I don't think that I was even caring about the artwork then I was more so caring about the fact when you listen to his go on sorry go on I was going to say no, he go changed ahead, it he changed the album album so many times I cared more about hearing it before he kept changing it in them times than what the artwork even fucking looked like yeah yeah I was just saying like with it, when you listen to the rants he was going on you know the, the streams of consciousness and all that what he was doing whatever he called them on his tour the answers, and then you look you at that album artwork you're like it was actually perfect for whatever he was going through at that time yeah he was he was going through a lot but he's come out the other side now ish i think it was his birthday the other day as well Shout out to so you don't there. think though that like i feel like an artist if they drop an like a crap artwork. Like I've listened to Lana Del Rey's music quite a lot recently, but then her new two singles have the worst artwork I've ever seen. Like just pre the profile, they're just it looks like a eleven year old made it. I've had to say, like, literally, I listened to her the other trash. day. Trash. I listened to it. What is this? And it's like it's made, maybe lose like respect for her a little bit. I'm oh, just like, God. who, who in I your mean, team at Green lighted this? I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not lying, man. A cover art, it's just oh. yeah, it makes it makes a lot. It's like if I like Benny's cover art. Yeah, allow it. Yeah, I like I like Benny's cover art because I like how he's that obviously the Scarface. He's built an aesthetic, theme, though, crossing out, yeah, crossing yeah. out the eyes. I love it. It's, it's the where you though, sell yeah. your brand. Like if you don't yeah. if you don't put your brand on there, what are you doing? Danny Brown does exactly. really well as, as well with, with album artwork. The, the album artwork for 30, amazing. Mm, again, striking. 
that's the thing but i just i guess i guess for me personally i i'm, I'm a big fan of cover art and and it can enhance it for me like when i saw uh not when i saw so i think back to like the times where people would buy records or they go to record shops they look through and they kind of buy albums based on what the art the cover art looked like yeah and we had a kind of period in our lives where you could go buy cds you went into hmv or virgin and do you remember the things you get on the wall with a cd player and you pop the cd in yeah and you put the headphones on you listen mm. for a bit do that but then you know limewire and itunes and streaming and all that but i recently a couple of years ago got to do that again for like probably the last time ever when jme dropped his album yeah it wasn't on streaming for a while it was just physical you to go buy it yeah and I, and I had to get i got on a bus i went up into the town picked up the CD and I was looking at the art oh, the whole way home. I'm looking at the CD. I'm reading the booklet. And you're like, and what the hell does this sound like? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it created a, more of an anticipation. So when I played it for the first time, I was, I was really in the zone because I was like for half an hour, 45 minutes, reading this booklet, looking at the cover art. And there's not that much to it, but again, it's just like him in black and white, I think. Yeah, yeah His yeah. face, nothing yeah. really going on, but a really sort of striking image again. Um, and I missed that. Because it's very easy with with our phones like nowadays. You just pop the pop the album on, and then you, I don't know. This links to one of the other points sound. in aesthetics. So what was that? No, I was just saying like it's very easy to you, you click on the album you want to play, and then you just move on. You know what I mean? You just go to the next mm. app on your phone. Yeah, just I feel like selling the visual works with like when you see a music video before an album drop as well. Mm. So like when J Cole released. Wait, no, he didn't do pre-releases. No, he didn't. I'm trying to think of a, what was a recent, like Lil Sims ones, for example, when she released Introvert and uh, Women. Or, is it called Women, right? Yeah, I think so. Woman, Women, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, that was mad. Like, I feel like I'm in for a great experience after seeing those mm. two. Yeah, it does no, It right. does build an aesthetic. And I feel like, the, oh shit, that's what this section is called, aesthetics. It, that's the whole thing. If you release a video, you know, whatever you show first of the album, is is gonna be giving off certain impressions. So, is it one of those things where you decide to start being more like how your album is now? So, for example, Little Sims with that performance she did, that live performance she did the other day. She's in the whole seventies, eighties get up. Do you know what I mean? She's giving off those vibes, and it's really, really kind of like it's building up an expectation in our head of okay, maybe this won't sound seventies, but it's gonna feel somehow like that era. Hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, a good example of that is The weekend with After Hours. He sold oh, yeah. what, yeah, he sold what it was going to be like. That visual of him with like that sort of like horror sort of face and evil sort of face and blood blood um, like dripping on the side of the face with every single performance that he did, he sold that image. And that's what you got before going into the album and you got that sense from the album. album. So I think... He did. He sold it perfectly. I do like his cover art for that album and how the videos went, and how his performances went, and how he stayed in character to relate to the cover art and the whole sort of theme of the album worked perfectly. Like his whole rollout for that album was phenomenal. Really, that's, that's why like he's Charles done so Gambino well. though. Charles Gambino's done yeah. it twice. Ooh. He did it Ooh, for the yeah. for because of the internet. He had that kind of weird mm -hmm. like rich boy whatever character. But for the Awaken My Love thing, that whole shirtless. Do you know what I mean? Oiled up seventies man vibe. I was I was feeling that one. I ain't gonna lie. It, and it went beyond the album as well because um, I don't know if you noticed in Atlanta. There's the episode where they go to they go to some couple's house 
and the husband is a white guy but he's like obsessed with african culture but to the point where it's it's just cringe yeah and in the background is the cover art for awaken my love oh, okay. i can't remember whether it came out before or after but it's like little easter eggs like that he's so meticulous with his well with his aesthetics i guess and his whole marketing with things he's created a world that he lives in basically where yeah, like he's, yeah. he's this thing this character igor did mm. it not igor um, tyler the creator did it as well with igor like it's it's becoming more no. common now that people are are comfortable playing these characters or mm-hmm. or you know dressing themselves up for the album and getting in that mode but sometimes it comes off a bit a bit shit also linking to videos is like video albums as well it's quite an interesting like it's, i'm not saying it's an essential thing but i feel like it can totally enhance the experience to create something new like beyonce's like lemonade. lemonade if anyone's seen mm. that it's mm, it's crazy yeah. what it what it does is it it elevates the album so much that when you listen to it you see exactly what she went through to make all of those songs and stuff like mm. but th- a lot of artists have done story. that a lot of artists have done mm. that previously like prince did it michael jackson did it it was always like you had an album but then you also did like a a, a small well not a small movie like a full movie where the songs would be cut in there do you know what i mean or there'll be little transition scenes like even up until some of michael jackson's most i say recent releases but his last few releases the music videos were a film like there was full scenes and you know that's dance true breaks. Like, i think martin scorsese directed smooth criminal or something like that really yeah like Ooh. he's definitely directed something for michael jackson yeah it, but it was a really crazy mad. video it's like taking michael jackson always adopted a character it wasn't always an obvious character but it's always like you know he's not like that every day you know but mm. i feel like now people well previously people weren't comfortable playing a character but now they are kind of like oh no it's nice to have like a little concept and a theme and i guess they think as well in their head like oh the merch the this the whatever Mm. yeah yeah definitely and what about album titles how important do you not think those are i mean it depends it's all your initial thoughts like what are your preconceptions when you first experience this album not musically it's going to create an image in your head of what the music could be right so if you hear a title that grabs you what are you going to say for you yeah no, it's interesting, isn't it? I, I don't know, because I think a good title could grab you straight away, but your point was very valid. I'm just I'm, I'm kind of sitting on the fence, really. There, There is, I mean, some of the great albums that I think of will catch you straight away. Like, for example, I'm going back to Kendrick, To Pimp a Butterfly. I was gravitated because I was thinking, To Pimp a Butterfly? Never heard that before. What's he mm-hmm. going to talk about? What's he going to do? But then you've got other um, albums like, I don't know, even though Games Born to Rap, I like the, I like the album, but it's a boring title. It, at first I was like, oh, this is your mm. last album and you're just going to name it Born to Rap. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of a title is that? And it's just, I don't know. But yeah. then the album was actually, actually enjoyed it. So I don't know, really. Mac Miller had some and- really interesting album titles. All his all his album titles made you go, mm. what? What's Blue Slide Park? What do you mean watching movies with the sound off? Like, it's just... It, I, I don't know for me titles have never really been that much of a big deal because it's more about the artist and whatever but sometimes an album title can be like make you question like what Theo said like what what are you going to speak about that title doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. I was just going to say another thing that I think can um, maybe not so much enhance an album but enhance a title is when it's stylized in a certain way and I know we're talking about Kendrick mm-hmm. a lot but if you think about the you know the, the major debut Good Kid, Mad City. A lot of people are wondering what does why was why did he put the dots in between Mad and what why are the A's are different, you know why mm. they're different case and what does it what does that what does Mad stand for? And then like Fear said, it's a pimp or butterfly. I'd, I'd never seen the words pimp and butterfly in the same sentence before, so I was like, 
what does this mean? And then damn, just, you know, bold capitals. You're like, oh shit. Okay. You know, it, it immediately draws you in like that. He's, he's got it on lock when it comes to album. This is the thing about album titles. Like you can actually use them as a tool. Like Drake's album titles. They first, they started so well. Like thank, thank me la- later. Mm. Yeah. Then later. take care. Nothing was the same. If you're it reading rings. this, it's too late. Yeah. Like, it's just like a, it feels like he's having a conversation with you when you just read the titles yeah you're Definitely. right and so far gone even before that oh yeah exactly mm, yeah but i think it's, it's the thing is with an album title you're, you're trying to make a statement in a very short amount of because you don't want it to be too long you don't want it to be like the mysterious adventures of zoe so it's got to be like four <laughs> words do you know what i mean four words max five at a push or three three mm. is the sweet spot and if yeah. that's if you take out connective words or starting words like the or if Mm-hmm. But some sometimes a good one word title, Chef's Kiss. If it's hard to remember, you're not going to remember the album that well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it also leads you to go like, oh, so and so's new album. Uh, this, da, 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 da. and you won't, you won't really go like, be able to search it or tell people about it properly with the with the same energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about song titles? J. Cole really has messed it up recently with what he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, that brings that, there's one thing with that with song titles, because obviously in a lot of song titles you do get the features, so you know what's coming if you mm. look at the, the track list before. But um something that's been done a few times now in recent years, Vince Staples did it with his album, uh, Big Fish Fury, is having hidden features. That definitely enhances an album for me. I know it's. I know oh, I'm kind of steering but... off of a song title, mm. but um, that can. I, mean, I remember when I first heard "Yeah Right" and Kendrick came in. I'd, I'd lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. It's because you don't know. I had it? no idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that element no of surprise idea. is amazing. That's why, to be honest with you, I don't know why more artists don't do that because it's amazing. It, it that that feeling that you get when a feature comes in, you're not expecting it, and it say it's one of your favorite artists that comes in, or they just lay out an unbelievable verse. It, that it's just mm. it gives you that feeling. It's just incredible. Or like on um, Eagle, where like they blend the features blend into the album so much, you don't know when it's Tyler or the feature. Yeah. And like, there's a few other artists like that, but Eagle was the recent one where that happened. I literally don't even know who's featured on that album. To be honest, I get surprised when I see like, oh, Solange is on this track and stuff like that. Mm. You have to kind Eagle of remember as well what song it was because it's like you you hear it and you hear someone singing and then you don't even know what track you're on all that kind of stuff. But back to song titles, Travis did a double whammy of this on um, Astroworld. Everything's in all caps and none of the features are listed, which is very mm. odd because he's got you know a Drake feature, obviously, and you know it's just not it's not what it's done like it's not the first album i saw in all caps obviously but it was very kind of okay this is all in all caps and i remember looking at it and going okay there's no features and then i'm thinking wait no sicko mode has a feature and all the features just mm. come up naturally yeah he he really created a world with that album as well didn't he yeah no he's really he's, a very, he's a very big concept man well, I say very. He's an album artist. Every yeah, single um, album he's done is so well crafted. Yeah, he definitely. He, that's definitely a journey, Astro World. I can't believe it. I was late to the party, man. Flip it now. I went on that roller coaster and I didn't want to come down. He's, all, right. he's always been doing it though. Even with Birds in the Trap, yeah. sing everything is lowercase. Like everything was lowercase. Now it's uppercase. I'm sure in his next album he's probably going to do one of the two again or something. Maybe now J Cole's bought the space is like J Cole. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. Make it more impossible to search the thing, but. What can we say? 
And do you know who else have great song titles? It's Run the Jewels. Or I Run the Jewels, sorry. Things like uh, Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck or a Christmas Fucking Miracle. Just things like that, that really jarring titles. You're like, what on earth are they going to talk about in this song? It's so hard to remember Run the Jewels titles. I can't, like, you know what as well, though? can't even think of that many. Holy Kalama Fuck. Things like that. You it's don't just have to say, titles. you don't have to say the title of the song in the song for me, for, for the song to be good, no. you know? Like, that's that's mm. an interesting point, yeah. Because yeah, sometimes I feel like people true. just go, oh, this is the catchy bit of the hook. That's the title of the song. Like, not not for me. Do you know mm. what we haven't mm. spoken about? In the context of an album, how a song title works, because I feel like some albums can sometimes like tell a story through the t- title, titles of the songs. Like Jaden's album, for example, it starts with like B-L-U-E, and then he made Eris, which had P-I-N-K. And like that was just the song titles, but it was like a four song suite. Mm. So you can you can do interesting stuff like that where titles link and even like singing a sing about me diner first. Like you can just see mm. why those songs were linked, even though they're different songs completely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely, yeah. Like speaking on linking stuff, musical cohesion, variety of sounds and all that kind of stuff. What how does that play a part for you? Because for me. It can go. It can go so well, and it can go very, very wrong when people try to do too many different things. If that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense to me because if if people if there's too many sounds, it can go left for me. Yeah, it can lose my mind. It's got. I don't mind the variety of like um, sounds because I think that's important. You can't have the same sound during. Oh, now, well, now I'm saying that. I mean. Well, for me personally, I don't think you can have like just the same sound. I might get a built dull and boring unless it's done really, really well. Mm. But mm. that being said, if you've got too much going on, it can just go left and just throw you out and it just doesn't work. Just doesn't work like sonically or musically. Future, Young Thug, all the kind of Atlanta drilly rappers, all their albums, most for the most part, tend to have the same kind of feel and vibe it's not like you know they're all the same song but it's like you know you're going to get your triplet hi-hats you're going to get a little bit of 808 whatever but it works well the journey is just all over the place in those albums like exactly. they don't, you don't feel like the sequencing is taking you on this like experience the artist wants to give you it's right just a bit... almost like a compilation yeah yes. yeah yeah but then mm. tra- kind of like to to kind of contrast that there are ways to make an album like that with progression for example Edna by Heady One. Great kind of transition into different vibes, different mind states. The pop DS2 as well. Yeah. The pop tracks, they sit well in the in yeah. the mix of things and they don't feel like jarring. And then once again, an example of that done terribly is uh Mr. Chip. Oh, yeah, Snake Sladders. I thought, yeah, I oh thought you were gonna mention God, that. That was... <laughs> oh, that's rock bottom. See, I would say that when it comes to the Sonics and that, I think a great album is when the artist meshes cohesion or sorry, a variety of sounds and makes it sound cohesive. Mm. So an example of that for me is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. If you listen to a song like power and the amount of different sounds and influences that are in just that one song alone, and then he gets to a song like devil in a new dress, just a few tracks later, but there's no part in that album where you're like, how did we get hit? Like, it, it just all makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then also an album like, well, you've got Hoodies All Summer by Kano. You know, there's that sort of grime undertone, but there are influences from, you know, Caribbean music, African music, Lauren Hill, especially with, with this sort of mix of soul, R&B, with hip hop and reggae. You can hear the influences in there, but from start to finish, the album just doesn't, 
or these albums that I mentioned don't they're not jarring there's no hiccup it just flows yeah this is the thing I think having consistent uh mixes and producers will produce that like sound that is cohesive and works well yeah. some albums are just like weirdly all over the place where you'll randomly get to like track six and it's like whoa this song sounds completely different to the whole album mm. yeah but that's that's like I was gonna say this because that was my kind of point I had written down here is watch the throne is an example of a whole bunch of different producers working together and it takes you all over the place but it feels good but then 444 is an example of one producer one rapper and it it it, it doesn't go all over the place but it feels great from start to finish yeah. both albums mm. feel great but they're two different ends of the spectrum with you know one rapper in common obviously what do you um what do you credit that to with watch the throne though or what do you what's your sort of um take on it do you think that's Mike just Dean. uh Jay and Mixing Kanye having a, having a great ear and picking the right beats or no Mike Dean man. no I, Mike Dean Mike Dean Mike Dean and Kanye West kind of constructing this weird thing that is Watch the Throne together. Do you mean like the exec skills? So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Putting because the finer touches on. Yeah. What okay. the, the album? It's all of that mixing. All the songs have that same like vocal level throughout. Yeah, they're all like clean, and every beat fits the same kind of space and pockets. Switches up as well. Watch the Throne is in an album where I, I play it from top to bottom because it feels nice. I play it from top to bottom because it's just good. Do, do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, mm. even though they yeah. did try to sequence it and you know, you know, bring the energy up and then get a bit more conscious towards the end, it's just, it's just the fact that it, it sounds good and feels good. It's not always about, oh, do this, then do that, and because we've done this and that, it's going to flow nicely into this, that, and the third. Uh, oh, that beat fits with this beat. Sometimes it's just about like what Kieran said vocal level being consistent and it just being smooth similar example mm -hmm. 2001 as well it's not really trying to do a sequencing that wows you it's just every single song sounds like the one yeah whereas with the thing is with um with kendrick he's never done an album where he's worked with just one producer he's always worked with loads of producers and whatever but i think the thing that glues his albums together and i don't know how much ali or sorry mixed by ali does editing wise to go oh this song should end this way or that or whatever but he does a really good job of just making the albums sonically feel consistently like you know what i mean like i feel like damn was a very loud album it was very loud there's a lot of shouting yeah, big time but yeah. the, but it didn't feel like i had to be like changing the volume up and down changing the volume up and down it just always it was just a loud album it was just a very kind of mm -hmm. punchy album kick capri wasn't it, on the skits mm. yeah yeah no, I was just thinking about one of the points. One of the points we wrote down <laughs> was um, like sonics. So with like the genres, like I was listening to MIA uh, Carla today, and I was like, I've never heard these combination of sounds. And then like it sequences into the next song. It's like a whole nother. It's kind of like dark fantasy too. You're just hearing innovation that you've not heard before. I think that that really makes something great. Like Prime, I think is held back by sounding like the old errors. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I hear that. Mm. So it's to one make of a things, great album now. Yeah, I would say the constant is the artist. Sometimes you know the the art. And Sean was touching this earlier. Do you think it's like them picking blah 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 and all that kind of stuff? Sometimes it is that because that is that is something that can bolster up an artist. Like even though you guys don't like this album, I like it a lot. The Love Below, Andre Three Thousand made that album so so perfectly stitched together because he's the constant threat. I don't know who produced you know half that album. Mm. Mm. but it feels consistent 
Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I'm glad you've made a point of that because I'm now thinking of, I'm thinking of someone who to me has always had, a, seems to have a really good ear for beats and that's Rick Ross. But the I don't best. know whether he's ever, Oh, he, I don't, he I don't know whether man. he's ever made a, I think he's got at least a classic in him. I feel like Teflon Don is a classic album. Yeah. But I don't know if he's ever, no, I do know. He's never made a, a To Pimp a Butterfly. He's never made... No. Uh, but what's wrong yeah, with... Yeah, but he's uh, not going... Stankonia. Yeah, he's, he's not so, going to, though. So is, is that the difference then? Is that having that that exec or that that engineer or that, you know, that specific person to get the mix right? Is that is that the difference? Then, Maybe even just that team, though. The team. Mm. Do you know what is it is with Rick Ross? Mm. It. He knows where he shines best and he sticks there. He did jump, he did jump around a bit to... Um, what's it called? to doing like drum and bass and that when he did that song with Skrillex. But even that felt comfortable because all he did was just shout a bit more in there. But on the whole, Rick Cross just picks what works for him. And it, it, do you know what I mean? It's a tried and tested formula. Get a little sample loop in, little laid back drum beat and Rick Ross is there, but he still does the upbeat stuff every now and again. But to do experimental stuff, I think you're right. You need, you need that 40. You need that mix by Ali. You need you know um rick rubens mike deans you need those people because yeah, yeah. they're not involved so much so in the whole like nitty-gritty creative side they are but they're not but when they come in it's like okay move this here do this there duh, 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 duh. and that is where mm. you can get that let's not next level but that interesting level of stuff done yeah and you someone need... over here that's done that is uh is it fraser t smith who worked with kano and oh, Dave? God, and i think he always mm. ruins <laughs> albums man what oh, do you think <laughs> ruins them he ruins them stuff oh, really? he, yeah for me he okay let's put it this way songs that should sound gritty and hard he makes them sound clean and smooth like <laughs> album yeah oh god Oh wow! Said it. <laughs> you said it. I said it. I said it. Yeah, nah. There was no sound. Uh, Sam, yeah, Sam you got to put a pound in the jar. The board is fucked. So oh fuck! Man. Everything's fucked about the board today. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, that was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why the board's moving like this. Um, yeah, he just makes he makes eight oh eight sound too smooth. He makes things that shouldn't sound gritty sound like offensive. It's really jarring. Really, really jarring. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I know the board is. Fucked, hey, we man. got the bomb. Okay, well, should we move on to um, moving on to content then? The content of an album, the you know, the lyrics, the the subject matter, and things like that. Do we? Okay. Does it matter whether an artist is talking about themselves, being introspective, or whether, or do they need to be speaking? to more people did it does it need to have a consciousness does it need to you know be addressing kind of what's going on in the times whether politically or you know the sort of socio-economic situation that's going on do you need that see i don't to think create... you need that but per- I, don't, I don't think you need that personally some some artists might not be able to even t- touch apart on that i know some people want to hear that but that th- there's a reason why you don't all the rappers are not all conscious some some of them can't do it like that so they'll do their mm. own they'll do their own thing so, so some artists personally will stay away from that and there's nothing wrong you don't need to do it some artists want to talk about it and it is great and it is important for people that want to hear it because it makes a difference but i don't necessarily think you need to do it personally mm-hmm. because you you could make you could make a non-conscious album and still give good vibes and still make people feel better and still give someone a reason not to think about a certain subject to make them feel better but 
you don't need to be conscious about it. Mm. It can be exhausting to do it like for 13 yeah. or plus tracks. Like that's why people don't like J. Cole's albums because it's conscious throughout in different yeah. ways. Yeah, you're right. Because that was the argument with KOD. That's what people find. That's why KOD was a bit like that. They got fed up of him talking about conscious subjects throughout the whole album. People got bored of it. That's why, they, that's why he gets labelled boring, which obviously we don't find it boring, but that's why he got labelled boring. So... Which then on the other me, hand, but anyway, on the other hand, you get like Public Enemy with their early albums, which is just relentless commentary yeah. on you know the situation for for black people in America and a very almost like a, a militant approach in a sense. The whole you can't album. ignore it when it's like that though. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Again, I'm kind of cheating here. And again, I think I think a blend is nice. I think um, I know it's not an album that's stood the test of time with you all but if you think about Dizzy's boy in the corner how he was he was talking about himself and his environment and his situation but he was actually kind of commenting on what was really going on at that time and it was incredibly relatable for a lot of people so it was kind of like that blend of the of the two I don't know how con I don't actually think he was that conscious in doing that I think he was just a young kid talking about himself making the music that he knew how to make but it just had this especially when you listen back now you think about what London was like, what the country was like at that time. And it's a good reflection. But then I guess like an album like Blonde by Frank Ocean, which is really autobiographical, but like in quite a coded and cryptic way, it's not, he's not really telling explicit stories. It's almost just like random thoughts in his head. Um, and I don't really think there's any sort of, unless I'm wrong, any sort of social commentary on that album at all. And it's flawless. This links to if it's easily digestible or complex, though, right? Mm. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Dizzy's is very easy to understand. It's so straightforward. Yeah, yeah. and Blonde, it's like there's that mystique to it because you know it's complex. You know, you're not just listening to the surface of something, and I think that's why the dissecting mm -hmm. is great because it really like takes you into his mind. That's why I like Lemonade's movie too because I know that album's complex when you listen to it, but when you watch the movie, mm. you understand what what's happening in it the thing yeah, is though, i definitely agree sometimes with a complex album yeah as much as it can be the, the lyrical content's deep or the samples are speaking to the this and you know the that it still has to sound good or else everyone would be out here listening to battle rappers who go you know but that minute like no one wants to hear that mm -hmm. to be honest like no one wants to hear an album that's difficult to enjoy and with lemonade as much as it's a deep album and she's talking about her relationship issue and, and all that kind of stuff, it just, it sounds good and it works. It's got bangers on it. Mm hmm Yeah, for sure. But then I I quite like, my, my favourite albums are quite different in that sense. I, you know, on one hand, I like albums that just, you get them straight away, they hit. Mm. And I guess when I was younger, that's the kind of album I preferred because you're younger, you, you know, you don't understand things as much. It's the more in-your-face, easily digestible things that you're attracted to. But then, like, again, I'm going back to it, Blonde. That album has consistently got better for me because of how complex it is, because I'm, I'm always finding new things when I'm listening to it. I'm understanding songs in a different way. I'm interpreting songs in a different way. Um, the, the I'm just the listening to Nights. I'm not even going to lie. That's all I fucking listen to on that album. That eternal classic. That, that change on it is a I, I love all the videos but, you get uh, on YouTube as well, where you know, like it's a uh, they're saying that like, um, you know when the drop happens and then you've got like 
I don't know. Do you remember the the cartoon Arthur? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He puts, he puts the headphones on and he goes into a different world. <laughs> yeah. Just drifts off into like the... What a kind of day. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, that one. Off the there's, a, there's another Thanks. one where, where someone's floated off into the sky. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People say when Kid Cut... Um, not Kid Cuddy. Oh, what's his name? Playboy Carty's verse comes on in um, Earthquake. That that happens to them. They start just drifting mm. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was even... I think there's a video on YouTube about... And they've tried to like scientifically distinguish why that switch up gives you goosebumps for that specific one because, because it, it builds tension not. it builds this weird tension it's yeah. that sound effect that comes right and it just like yeah, the pierces guitar. your ear a little bit it's yeah. it's so tense well actually no to start off right it starts off really really nice and then it gets nicer and i didn't the first time i heard it i wish i i had some kind of camera on me because i was like do you know what I mean? My eyes just widen. Because <laughs> you know when you're yeah. sitting through an album, you're expecting some, you know, if something different starts to happen, you don't start going like, oh, what the fuck is this? Turn this off. But if someone no. hears that just out of court, like if I'm in a car and Nights is playing, yeah, people are like, oh, this is a nice song. Then people are like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, trust me, mm. trust me. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's going to get there. And every time people are like, oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? this is a beautiful <laughs> second section. I'm like, see? But I don't know. It's undeniable. I feel like it's kind oh, of it's, it, just it's talking to the lyrical content of the song. That's how relationships feel sometimes. I guess that was like the build-up arguments, 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 and then like peace. I love the juxtaposition though, because after the juxtaposition of that is there's that really jarring sound, and then obviously it's just incredible. The switch up is just so perfect. But then the first line after that is every night fucks every day up. Yeah. But but it's like the complete opposite has happened with the music. It's like you've had this really nice first half and then it's got even better. I've always found that interesting. Mm. I'm getting a bit geeky now, so we can no, move that, on. To... That, that, uh, album, <laughs> that album is just amazing. But in particular, that song is not That song should last forever. Like I, I will keep it on my day-to-day playlist forever because I just enjoy oh, hearing yeah. it. Oh, standard yeah. test of time and songs are iconic. Definitely. Um, and then how do we feel about concept albums? I need some examples because I don't, I don't think I like concept albums too much. Uh, Eagles is a concept album. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I like that album, but I think sometimes sometimes concept albums come off a bit weird to me and that's why I don't really vibe with them. 808 and but Heartbreaks I, is a concept album. Jesus is as well. 808 is different. Are, to be honest. 808 is different to me because it's like when I was younger, I didn't have no concept of like, it's, I mean? it's the, the higher levels is, of thought in, on the album. In hindsight, it doesn't feel like a concept album, but if imagine in that moment when you're hearing the concept of, okay, let's sing a whole album in auto-tune. I'm mm. a rapper in like the rap industry. Mm. Yeah. That's the mm. concept and it's revolutionary at that time. This is true. Yeah. This is true. And it birthed yeah, a whole generation say, of people. I was going to say that I feel like my favourite concept albums usually are somewhat sort of semi-autobiographical. So like an ego to me, I would imagine is there's some truth in that there's some personal experience and whatnot but he's just created this character in order to tell his story or mm. you know share his experiences um what was the other one i was thinking of shit um okay, oh, it's, gonna come to me. It'll come back. it's gone should we uh edge it the fuck out of that <laughs> Is that the one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep that in. That is a really good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good song, but I'm happy with that. But I still haven't remembered. 
That's oh, a good one. Man. I was so glad the board worked out. I was thinking, if you don't work, I'm gonna fucking flip you on the ground. But yeah, that that this that really edit the fuck out of that. That's the that's a good oh, good one. I forgot, man. But you get what I'm saying? It's like if it's if a concept album is forced, if you're like really really trying to tell a story or create a character that just isn't you, it can you can usually tell. Mm. But where, but if you sort of dabble within your own experiences and um, and you know it is somewhat autobiographical, that's it works the a lot with better. Ego, though it's like, how is it actually based on reality? Because when you see the character, it's so the character is so, so ridiculous compared to Tyler. The blonde wig thing, the blonde thing is weird, but the album is Wait, amazing. I believe it. What, what video is it where he's like beating up the thin air? Like, what, oh, do you remember? What, what oh, that's that's at the end of Earthquake. That's so funny, man. No, so funny. It's, 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 the, the, album, the album's amazing, but that character, I, I just scratch my head every single time, man. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I'm, blo- I'm I blown Tyler, away. Man. I am blown away by the album. I really am. I, I didn't know what to expect going in, and I was like, this is phenomenal. I'm but sad I didn't get to see that live. I'm just like, what? Just did you see the oh, Grammys anyway. performance? Sam? Yeah, yeah, it's, I saw that. I, I wanted to see it like he did it in London, and I tweeted it before oh. the, before he even announced the tour. I said the only way that I would see a new uh, Tyler tour is if he performs this album top to bottom, and that's exactly what he did. And I was like, should have got tickets. Do you know why that works though? Is because in some ways it is you know like you're saying the character doesn't really make sense. Like at least the sort of the look of the character and and the you know. The actual production and the the makeup of each song is pretty complex, but the general story, the arc, is very relatable to a lot of people. It's you know, person falls in love with another person, relationship goes bad, mm. breakup. Can we still be friends? Do you know, that's, like, that's loads of people so have many albums. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, yeah. but the way he did it, the, sto- the the character that he created, the story that he told, the the sort of musical landscape that he built, is what makes it so special. It's just almost together. This is very yeah. true. This is very, very true. It's one of those things though, where sometimes it can be really subtle and sometimes it can be really obvious. And with Igor, obviously it's really obvious that he's doing a thing, but with Charles Gambino's because of the internet, it's not really obvious that he's playing a character until you watch that film that I really can't for the life of me remember the name. What of. is it? 3005? The film? No, film no, 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 the thing yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. There's a film where the, <gasps> there's a girl in the garden and she's picking lemons and then they go inside. Mm. Oh, that's got his concept oh, okay. subtle yeah, on yeah. because the internet though. It's I feel like really so, some concept albums, you can't really, yeah, you can't, you can't tell it's a concept album unless you really start reading the lyrics or something. Well, well till then I, I didn't think, have any kind of concept yeah. of who he was. Do you know what I mean? Like I literally saw the album artwork. I was like, that's a very bright color. I'll buy it, I guess. And from there I was like, this is a great album. Like it, it goes through a lot of places and whatever, but it's like, it's meant to be some kind of story, but the concept of that was subtle mm-hmm. and it went so over my head that I thought it was just a good collection of songs by Childish Gambino. Yeah, there's there's a there's a short film, there's a screenplay, I think, that went with it. It's a whole bunch of shit. But that, I, I think that's what happens. Swear. Someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. as creative creative as him is always going to want to make too much out of one piece of content, which is good and bad. He does. He really carried that on though. This is what he I mean. really <laughs> carried that. It went a bit yeah. too far. Way too far. Again, I know we've. Oh, it's called clapping for the wrong reasons. Okay. What does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I like it when people give me something that I can think <laughs> about and figure out, but sometimes it's like you're you're too far, my guy. Like I I'm not I'm not <laughs> with you on this, you know? 
it's like Lupe's the cool concept. I'm just like, sure, this is so sure. sick. Really I d- I d- I'm not following it ever. <laughs> oh, really? It's too deep. I remember oh, I went on a rabbit hole on the internet reading about that. Because he's apparently written a, um, or he's written some of a, uh, like a graphic novel about that. I think he's writing a what? TV show. Please, no one, no one Maybe. ever. Anybody yeah. who's listening, think about funding Lupe for that. Don't do it, okay? Let, oh, let Lupe it. fall oh, off. man. Support these guys. He, oh, jeez. <laughs> he is. Um, he's apparently also doing an album inspired by Amy Winehouse. Why? Wow. She's dead. Yeah, that, Leave her alone. Like, her music's weird. better than yours. Yeah, Miles that's... better than yours. Damn. We'll see. We'll see. No, there's, there's on on I mean, my it's life. Not, it's not sure, that much better. There's no way that Lupe Fiasco <laughs> can make an album that's better than anything Amy Winehouse has. There's no way. No, but he's just inspired by her, isn't he? So he's he's uh, been inspired by these bills and Oh, jeez, man. Yeah, what's going on? I, I don't think our Lupe Discord is ever coming out now because I just don't. I don't want that to ever see. No. I'm gonna go delete the files now. No, he's trolling. No, he's no trolling. I, I just don't like Definitely. Lupe anymore. I just. What's this about? That, uh, what? Who the Drogas wave five. What, what's Lupe done? Drogas wave, wave like, is hard. Yeah, don't know, man. The concept that is a deep. great album. That's an unreal double album, honestly. Oh, no, that's not a triple album, isn't it? No, I don't even like know what it is. Wave Files is different, Jocos, different. Jocos wave light. Oh. Muriel Jr. is dope. What is that? That's one that. thing. One thing he does on that is like something Kate Bush does actually on the dreaming and hands of love. She has this suite of songs at the end of it, kind of like what I was saying with Jaden's one at the top. Um, of his albums as well it's like you create this sequence of songs we haven't really spoken about it like a sequence of songs that you know like this is the sequence of the album that defines what it is I can't, mm. we were talking about one recently I'm trying to I think it was Good Kid I think it was Art of Peer Pressure down to so- something and even um, Enter the Wu-Tang as well there's that sequence at one certain point that's just absolutely oh, unreal just I know what you mean phenomenal. I think I think Sam was talking about the, the sort of triple threat of Devil in a New Dress, Runaway, and Head of a Life. Yeah. Oh. A little while ago. Mm. Oh, jeez, Louise, man. Oh, yeah. God. That's something we haven't got on here. man. But there's certain parts of albums, yeah, like certain pockets that make the whole album worth it, whether or not the album's good, bad, or whatever. But three song runs mm. that, that go nicely together. Gets oh, did it well geez, as well. And his, on Gets his last did album. it. <laughs> oh, Gets oh, did it big time. I was listening to that earlier. I was, it was happening again. I was getting so gassed. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with these knees? Uh, oh, oh. oh. big. Shoot off nose and big. That, that song is such a journey. Of a, oh, of a man in his prime. Literally. Absolute prime. We haven't really spoken about albums that are just like hits like thriller for example where every single song is not even trying to do anything other than just non-stop hits after hits that you could just put some radio back uh, back in the day i feel like that was the mood like make the whole thing a banger everything bangs because everything on thriller could be a number one single It's, it's actually mad every single song on the albums it's just ridiculous it's relentless in a very very yeah. good way you know what's mad as well Everybody knows every song on Thriller, apart from The Lady in My Life, but everyone knows mo- like eight out of nine songs on this album. Wanna Be Starting Something, Baby Be Mine, The Girl Is Mine, Thriller, Beat It, Billie Jean, Human Nature, PYT. How is that even possible? That's mad. That is mad. Lady in My Life's a sleeper, though. 
That is no. I, I I was just about to say when you when you cast out the lady of mine, man. That song is no. It I is, love that song. The that, that, song song is the song. That, that that song <laughs> is amazing. Love that song. Yeah, but I know what Sam means though. It's like it's not a universal. Like not no, everyone knows. Yeah, that yeah, song. I hear that. No, well, yeah, whereas everyone knows Peter. Everyone knows Billie Jean. Mm, I know. Yeah. If you if yeah, because you are right. Because it's like a drop down below those other songs that you mentioned when I actually truly think about it it's not on the same level as the others definitely I not. feel like Sam you, you didn't mean that though did you you just meant like popularity right I feel like yeah, ev- I thought you just meant popularity everybody knows those songs like if you know Michael Jackson you know all of Thriller essentially if that, yeah, if that yeah. makes sense obviously if you don't know who Michael Jackson is then you don't know anything but if you know about who Michael Jackson is and whatever you know the whole of Thriller for some reason and you also mm. might know Off the Wall if you're really like about oh, Off the Wall, man. That out, oh, no. See that that's yeah, my favorite. I was just to ask you that. Yeah, that's my favorite too. That's, that's my favorite, hundred percent. Like I know Thriller is amazing, but Off the Wall is my favorite Michael Jackson album, big time. That album's amazing to me as well. The problem is now the constraints of the of the previous you know generations of artists was you could only fit so much music onto uh, a record. That's why it was always like ten songs. Max, I think the max amount of time a record could take, like an actual physical record, was about forty-five minutes or something like that. And after that, you run out of you know space, or you have to compromise on other shit. But it's like now where there's no limits, people don't know how to, well, not even how to select songs. But you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's it's leading to less and less. No offense to anybody. We've got the condition conditioning though. Like that's our expectation to have that ten track album because we've had it for so long. Yeah, that's what we expect. But now, I'm saying right? about wall to wall bangers though. I don't feel like that happens very often anymore. Where it's like wall to wall. Do you know, the whole albums even make you want to jump out of your seat or cry forever. Like it's not happening anymore. If you're reading this, came close to that. To be honest, that song made me want to throw my car out of the train. Not my car out of the train. See, you can't even speak sense. That song. <laughs> Sam, I think once once we were driving back from uni or something. Yeah. And like you played that album on a hundred volume in the car. <laughs> I was like, I think that that broke my eardrums. <laughs> that album was sick. That that that, that album hilarious. made me want to throw my phone out of the train. I was like, I was disgusted. <laughs> that was that was too much. <laughs> I'm telling you, that that album is wild. But nowadays, it's just not happening anymore. Like, I feel like it's not even a sequencing issue. I think it's actually just a quality standpoint of people. We, do you know what? We we will never hear the first three years of Michael Jackson's singing career because obviously he was a child and all that kind of stuff. But he was just practicing, 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 building up. We're hearing people's stuff from you know the first year of them being an artist, one good song, then they get signed to a label, push out an album. So they've only really been doing music for like two, three years, but you know, they'll say, Oh, I've been rapping since I was a kid. But do you know what I mean? Being a professional musician, it's like you start and instantly everyone's hearing your stuff. Or yeah, yeah. You used know, to take more. Yeah. Well, you start, mm. everybody's hearing your stuff, or you start and you can instantly push it out. Like speaking to some artists nowadays, they delete songs off streaming. It's like, why would you do that? You worked so hard to make that it. That's annoying. Then you chose yeah, to put it out. that's ridiculous. Why are you deleting it off streaming? No, that's bad. That makes no sense. It's too yeah. much. You, I think nowadays you're too, you're, it's too easy to be like chopping and changing things, editing this and editing that. It's like people aren't, people aren't setting a standard for themselves. They're just setting a standard of this is okay. They're not setting like a, a high level of like this is out this is outstanding work this should come out together that's like Kendrick though he won't release anything unless it's like 10 out of 10 top notch stuff yeah, see what I mean exactly and that's why his stuff stands the test of time 
But it's, it's same with Frank too. I'm about to say Frank Ocean. We I yeah. don't even know if we're ever well, going to get exactly. another, that's that, that's album. why it takes ages. I don't know if I'm mm. looking forward to Frank's next project. You know, why's that? You can't. I don't think you can go three for three. I just I just feel like it, it's not going to happen. I feel like he's he's, he's one and done. You know, like or, but you but mean that's why a, he saved not... he saved himself with that singles run that's got about like ten songs. Mm. I think he like skipped that period of like having a, a crap album essentially. Yeah, but I didn't like all the songs that came out then. I didn't like DHL at all. I, liked, I didn't either, I but that's Chanel. what I mean. He wasted it. He just, he used up that period. Mm. Now he's got the juice again. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. The thing is with Frank Ocean, you literally don't hear anything about him until the album comes out. And even then you don't hear anything mm. about him once it comes out. It's just, the album comes, it goes. It's quite a weird experience. <laughs> it is. It's very surreal. And it's very exciting, but it's only happened twice. And the first time it was exciting because we just come off the back of all the mixtapes. And those were amazing, but oh yeah, big time. But yeah, I don't know. What do what, what do we think about um like the rollout of things? Well, yeah, I, that's that's what I was interested to find out is whether we personally prefer, and we don't see it as much now, um, a sort of long winded series of singles and then the drop. You know, like back in the day, like mm, sort of yeah. fifteen twenty years ago, you get three or four singles. It would happen over like a two or three month period and then you get the album. Is anyone hearing some weird noise? Yeah, yeah. What the hell is that noise? What was that? There might that? be a motorbike outside my window. It sounded like a cat in hell that of stuff. Was, yeah, that, that was, <laughs> that it was, was weird, wild. wasn't it? I don't yeah, know what that was. Okay, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I... <laughs> 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 what the hell? What that was, was that? strange, man. I was, oh, Sean was, was talking man. and all of a sudden I was like, you guys are making me think I've got a ghost in this flat. Just chill for a sec. What was <laughs> that, though? <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that was paranormal. mad because I was just, I was just standing paranormal. still thinking, is anyone else this seeing shadow's it? looking a bit creepy, you know? Get <laughs> anyone else seen that shadow? <laughs> hey. um, what was I saying? Fuck this. What was I saying? Uh, talking about oh, uh, the rollout, yeah. the rollout of things. So... Yeah, so back in the day, you would get quite a prolonged period, singles, like two or three, maybe even four, and then the album would drop, and you might get one or two after that, or you'll get a couple of singles, album drops, a couple more. But then Beyonce kind of shook things up with the whole surprise drop, Drake did it, Beyonce kind of did it again, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now I feel like there's, it's almost like there's the two-week window where someone will drop a single and a video and go like, album drops in two weeks, and that's it. And then, then we'll get like singles and videos after that. But what what do we prefer? What do we do? We kind of miss the the longer rollout. Do we like the surprise drop? I like being on my toes for sure. I'm just yeah, gonna say this. Definitely. I'm gonna say this honestly. I I rarely listen to singles if I think an artist is about to drop an album. Like rarely, especially if it's a big one. Not interested because see, because mm. it's gonna be on the album, right? So I'm just gonna wait for the album. And it's the same thing about where I don't listen to leaks and all that kind of stuff. But like a long drawn out drop thing with a single in November, a single in March, album drops in June. I'm just waiting for the album to drop in June, man, because yeah, it, see, it doesn't I, build anything for me. Yeah. I, I've never liked it. I, ju I just want the album. I just want to sit and listen to the album. I, like singles. I mean, if it's going to be a single in two weeks, I don't mind that. But the long drawn out stuff, I'm not feeling that. The surprise album's great. Like when... J. Cole did 2014 Forest Hills Drives. I, I mean, I loved it, even though that was great. That album was great for me. But I just rather wait for the album. I just rather listen to the album top to bottom. I'm not here for this long, drawn out rollout. It's just 
not not my vibe. It depends on the artist for me. So like, for instance, Little Sims at the minute, I've listened to both the singles a couple of times. I've watched the videos, but I'm kind of not going back to them because I want to hear them in the context of the album because I've got my expectation for the album is so high. Yeah. That I just want to wait for that body of work. Uh, that's Whereas, the thing. It can be a damage. It can be damaging to you because you think, "Oh, I put out you know my best songs or the big songs first. Why aren't they getting played?" And it's because, mm-hmm. like, if your if your fans are like music lovers, yeah, rather than just fans of you, they're gonna want to hear it in context of the project rather than just play mm-hmm. those songs over and over. Because then, otherwise, that's in the, very true. In the sequence of an album, when that song comes on, you might just skip it and miss. Like, they might have changed the outro, or the outro of that song might flow nicely, into, and, and you've ruined it for yourself. Yeah, but it does help with digestion, though. I think like when I when an album comes out and I see oh these are the two popular tracks, it will grab my attention and I'll be expecting something to happen and I'll be more receptive when it does happen. True. Mm. Little Sims is quite an anomaly at the minute though because I feel like she did it with Grey Area as well where she she released a single really far in advance for that I think and there was definitely at least three or four before Grey Area. And then with this one, she dropped the what? She dropped um, the first single. What was it? April, maybe beginning of May. Mm. And the album's not due till September. You don't see it's that. It's a bit slow nowadays. It, I, yeah. I don't know. She's expecting us to be patient, I guess, because of like the COVID mindset. And yeah, it is kind of working, but I don't, I don't know as well. I kind of I want it now. Maybe she's though. teasing another song as well. At the I was minute. about to say maybe she's got like a lot of videos filmed prior to. The album, like, make, you know, let's assume the album's done. One a month or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I mean? Maybe the album's well, done and she's le- got enough content yeah. to, to leak, not leak out, but, you know, like, eke out over the next few months. That's what I was going to say. Mm. As long as you keep the audience engaged, you don't want a single in March. You don't hear anything till about, like, September, October. Otherwise, people aren't going to want to play it because they want to listen to the album. If you keep, like, sort of slowly releasing, I don't know, not all your content, but some content to keep everybody engaged, then it works. I feel like this project yeah. might as well might come out with a with a kind of a, like a, a, a short film around it because the production value on the videos is a bit higher and a bit more storytelling ish than uh, mm. than normal for most people. Or she could just be doing that. I don't know, but it, it's it feels like this is meant to be a big moment. One thing I feel though people... with the first single oh, is it intro? Is it called Introvert? No, it's... Is it the first, is that the first single? Is that what it's called? No, introvert. Yeah, Introvert. Yeah. It feels so grand and dramatic that. I hope that this gap doesn't like dilute that feeling. I feel like that would have worked a lot better if it came out like a week before the album or I don't know if she should have released that to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really whereas, make sense as the lead single. Whereas Woman has got like a I don't know, it's that you can hear that playing in different settings. It's got like quite a smooth soulful like, vibe. I can see it playing at a barbecue or like, you know, a party or something like that. It works to like kind of release that at the top of, uh, the beginning of the summer and let it have that run. But yeah, the first single for me is like, I hope it doesn't lose its power by the time we get to the album. Yeah. But I guess I, I'm, I've heard I'm some a fan people of... say, though, what's that? No, go, keep going. I've heard some people say, like, there's a six month window. Like, industry people say that. So when you release a song, like, you can you have six months to eke out that kind of vibe people are on your space in the market and stuff like that. So mm. Lil Sims has basically dropped it around the six month window of her project coming out in September. I think it was like six months roughly. So I don't know how much, how much truth there is in that, but it feels right. I feel like you don't really think about a project for more than six months. Yeah. Well, I was going to say she, Mm -hmm. she's kind of taken herself away from the 
generic types of promotion she could do for this album. She can't do a freestyle or an interview or anything to, to kind of build this up. But that performance she did the other day, that was pretty interesting and cool and cute. But it's, it's like, realistically, she, she wants to tour with that type of vibe and it's not going to be able to happen. Maybe that's why, like what Kieran said with the COVID thing, maybe that's why it's delayed till September because even we've booked to see her, you know, shout out to listeners, but you don't know this, but yeah, catch us at Lil Sims concert in December. Um, yeah, that's probably why the album's coming out so late because if she drops it now, I'm sorry, Kieran, but your six month window sounds a bit mad to me because I wouldn't be trying to go see her live if the album dropped now. I'd be like, okay, this is cool. I'd want to see someone else by that time. You know I mean? Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, but, but are you into her like that? Like, no. But I feel like watching this album that. live is going to be interesting. Oh, I think it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I won't be there singing it word for word. I won't lie, but I, I'm sure I'm going to have a good good time there. Do you know, like, that's the thing with seeing someone live. You don't want to commit to seeing someone live, and it's shit. Drake, like, it's not into. Like, let me down. You, you want to know that you're going to have a good time or the music's going to be good or there'll be a band. Like, that's what you're you're expecting with a live show. And uh, yeah, she's not going to let us down. Um, I guess this is more specific to rap. What do we feel about freestyles and, and interviews, like, you know, whether it be on radio or with publications and whatnot? Do they add anything to an album? They used to be they a must. Free, Cole's one. Free, Cole's one freestyles too. I, I yeah. think it can add. It I used think, to yeah, be I a must, free, and I now think it's not. Done. Yeah, freestyles used to be used to go do your funk flex or go do your um, big boys neighborhood or whatever you would do. You'd go do that. You'd go do your fire in the booth and whatever. And now I feel like it's just a bit. It's like it's not now necessary. It's like do your do your colors. Do your colors on YouTube. Hey, colors mm. colors bangs though. Mm, colors hard man. Colors bangs. Mm, so but it's it's not it's not the same now in in the rap culture where people are like going. Go in to make an album and they'll go do a freestyle where some of the bars might be from the album type thing, but it's it's new content. It's like them getting you yeah, gassed yeah. for no reason. That's, and J. Cole did it recently, so maybe he might bring it back. But certain other people, you know, the Toronto man, they're not ever doing that. They're not ever building up the yeah. hype that way. Drake's Drake's hype is that he's going to drop an album. That's it. There's no build up mm. ever. There's mm. some artists though, that wouldn't do that though, unless it's for like a publicity stunt because they're in their own zone in the recording booths and things like that. Like, I can't imagine Igor being performed on a interview show on a stage, yeah, and in a booth, yeah, but I don't, I can't imagine it anywhere else. Wait, he did do a freestyle around that time, do you remember when he did when he was like talking? No, he was, like, oh, doing no. a mad explicit. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't seen this? Oh, did, like, with Funk Flex, gay no, bars, no, and that's Funk that's that's made him really uncomfortable. <laughs> That is so funny, man. That is <laughs> hilarious. That freestyle is. Wait, can we wild. watch that? Okay. That freestyle. Theo, have you seen it? No, I've not I'm seen sure it. I'm sure I have. You it must have. Hell. It's it's so funny. Uh, I've, I've I definitely seen not that. seen it. No, why? I is, forgot why is, about it though. Why is Sky telling me that YouTube's blocked? Okay, there we go. This might be funnier than uh, "My Name Is My Name" and all that. When no, he was on this Spike. this is the best freestyle oh, ever done. I'm telling you, hundred percent. This is the best freestyle ever ever done. I'm dead serious. Good it's not a freestyle. We're going to play a beat and some bars. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna possibly rhyme if he feels like rhyme. Is that a good way to put it? <laughs> what? What <are> you 
He is, right? It and I fell, fucking fell for I it. Even... I fucking fell for it. Okay. So now you're... Oh, you don't, don't even... Now you ready. Yeah, I'll look, I'm giving y'all nine bars. Y'all just got a three-hour interview. I'm cute as shit. <laughs> We just let the world know you are a geek, goop, nerd, fuck. Goop. He said goop. <laughs> goop. Oh, my God. He said goop. All right. Ready? Okay. 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 DJ Juanito's on the set. We're going to throw this on and get a feel. Let's do it. Acting like I didn't hear this beat before. Hey, hey it's Tyler. <laughs> uh, Wolf Haley. Gap Tooth T, Bucket Hat T, Lemonhead Enzo, Lil Bunny Hop, Ace the Creator, Thurnus Haley, Cybex, Beef Loaf, Free Rocky, Free Rakim, that's my guy. Um, <clears throat> Ayo, um, Ayo. Free Rock Kim, Free Rock Kim. I might fly too sweet then to free him. Hmm. Okay, I'm freestyle. I said, Free Rock Kim, Free Rock Kim. I might fly too sweet then to free him. Braid my wig, ASAP tat on my ribs, switch with him. Then I could fuck all the sweetened men that I wanna. Actually, I'm gonna heat it up real quick, motherfucker. I'm LeBrona. Listen, Flex, we just met, but I know it don't seem like all Kelly wet dreams. I always keep 16s, nigga. <laughs> Me and Flex looking in the index for buff net niggas just for some hot butt sex. Mm. <laughs> what? what made you do with that verse? I don't. What, what made you do that verse? I got a little cousin. When I die, he'll probably take my estate. I always tell him being self and always strive to be great. Mm. No. Hmm. My mama a dealer, her son crack, nigga. What's that, nigga? Facts, nigga. Hmm. Why when they mention black businesses, they never mention me, dog? I don't know. Please see me. Because if they talk at M's, golf did 17 and 18, motherfucker. And that's just one season, huh? Stocks that I own. How much stocks do I own? All of it, the whole bird. That's my broth in the bowl, nigga. Hmm. Hmm. It's mm. really hard though. Give me a topic, Flex. <laughs> yeah, he's flexing as well. Yeah, Vroom, vroom, zoom, zoom. Sweeping niggas inching like a broom, broom. Yeah, yeah, man, you know what it is. Don't even look at my engine, bitch. You can't afford this. That's that motherfucking McLaren. It's 500 made. Got the fucking window tinted because I needed the shade. And that E30 Beamer that you ain't seen since you was a Tina back in 91 when they was doing EMP and D at the arena. Macarena, Haina, Jaina, Shada, Raider, Ada. I'm back from LA with Mexico. They love the Raiders, but I don't watch football. I just watch the cook ball with them fucking eight balls selling it inside the hall of the high school. I was not cool. Niggas thought that I was weird and shit. They kept their space, but it's cool because now I got they amazing grace, nigga. How many M's? It don't matter how much I make. Just know what it is when you see face the gap tooth, nigga. The big ears and them shoes you ain't seen yet. And yes, if you like them, nigga, I did design it, nigga. How many 
figures, Converse, gimme, slid at. Well, I don't know, but out in Bella, I just copped a new flat and the flat top on the top of the hat, the one with the G. The store did a couple M's this week. Stop talking to me, dog. Niggas playing around. This is right off the top. This is right off the cock. Me and Flex gonna go round the block. He always slips something in that's a little, a little aggressive, right? A little aggressive. You always do something that's a little aggressive. Where you, where you make your ear and your eyebrows go up. Uh, okay. Um, listen. They bringing up my past. I don't hide it. Gobbling out now, bitch. Buy it. Looking for them tweets, bitch. Find it. The cancel couch is fake and I recline it. Man, I just don't know. Niggas try to come for me, dog. They confidence slow, dog. What's going on? I don't got much else to say, so I'ma end this shit. Cause I got a little date with this dude real quick. We gon' go probably get some ice cream and do, oh, wait a minute. He just got off his damn last shift. And he said that his mama can't do the dishes. So he gotta go help her. So I'ma go and weep and go look for someone on Yelp. But that's not a dating gap. So what you use, Tinder, Grinder? Get with all your niggas and get right behind them. What you gon' do me like your DM and slide them? Hmm. Flexing emoji. <laughs> no, there was no emoji. I ain't sending emoji. Wait a minute. Not flex. Why are you lying? Why are you trying to play me like changing 50 Cent when he was dying trying just to get it, get it? I spit it, I read it, hit it, and did it. You in it, in it. Mwah, I kiss it, nigga. Ubi the Luby. Me and Flex was cuddled up watching Scooby Doo eating Scooby snacks. He said he wanted my boobies. I said I don't got him. He said whatever. And then I rock him. We sock a bock him. I can rock him. Talk a dock him. He don't eat pork. I thought this nigga was a salama lake him. Y'all niggas crazy when he called me. I was at the lake, bruh. Be clear. In Tahoe, I know, nigga, that's how I go. Eagle, 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 niggas worshiping eagle, niggas be worshiping, they fucking hands is kissing and they knees sore. Uh, free rock him, free rock him, and I'm screaming that until they free him. Be clear. Be clear, whatever, whatever, whatever I gotta do, I go get the cheddar and I don't even like pizza, but whatever, more the better, nigga. My ex bitch is wet a nigga. Nah, she dry as fuck. She like the canyon. My niggas in Laurel Canyon. All these white kids, they got the fandom. Think that I'm funny because I'm random. We could be together like a tandem. Man, it's weird as fuck. I keep flirting with Flex and he ain't trying to fuck. Now I'm confused. I'ma leave. I just think that he hate me. I thought I came here so he date me. He talking about a freestyle. Ugh, nigga, fuck rap. Fuck that. I was trying to take him back and take off that hat. And we could be like, wong, wong, wong on the lips. But that's weird as fuck, man. Pause. Talking about dick. Pause. Pause, pause, nigga. Pause, pause. pause. You gonna give me your info so I call. Say, link when you back in New York. I'm trying to give away a bike. Maybe yeah. we should get some dinner at night, nigga. Charles, Mr. Charles. Fucking lying. Mr. Charles. <laughs> Mr. Charles, we there. Look, man. Say less, say less, say less, say less. It's your boy T, man. Uh. All my niggas vegan. No, that's fucking weird, though. They be eating meat, though. But I don't mean it in the pause way. I mean the homo. 
Glitter on my nails, glitter on my neck Niggas bitter as hell, they shit don't sell I'm doing so well, man they really hate to see me win Especially cause the gap tooth and I'm dark skinned But my shit clearer than that ball from Space Jam I'm that man, I'm that man See them diamonds on my hand, why am I talking material shit I don't even care but I'm just freestyling this bitch, man Niggas they mad they look Y'all crooks me and Jay was just talking about books I'ma probably build a building in the next two years You wanna come? Nah Flex you wanna come? You <laughs> baited me for it right? You before, right? You baited me for I didn't see that when he called me off guard You got me That's just That set my hay fever off again Fuck Eyes are fucked that uh, is a wild freestyle though that is uh, that is probably one of the most explicit freestyles in the world and it it, uh, it definitely it had a meme moment where he said you know uh, about him and flex want to link for buff neck niggas just to have hot butt sex or whatever he said but the flows were hard the actual the, oh, yeah. the, the content yeah, the, fl the flows were amazing no the flows were the content was out of that. this world mad yeah but like the actual yeah the flows was it mad. was weirdly smart as well. The whole thing was smart. So clever. The yeah. whole thing was a freestyle. You can tell by by the by the outrage that it was, and then you know the fact he was reacting to what Flex was doing. <laughs> that freestyle is just dumb, absolutely dumb. Really was, like, was like Flex, you want to come? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was that that really oh, Flex. Uh, Flex was not ready for that. that man at all costs. Yeah, you can you can't you can't trust Tyler the Creator to give. Sometimes he'll give you a good interview. Other times he'll do shit like that. Like he did that on um, what's the other one in New York? The big one. Sway. No, no, no. The other one. The other one. The other one. Uh, Hot ninety seven. Yeah, have you seen that? I remember when he, I remember when he went on with Vince. Yeah. Uh, and Vince Staples started talking about how every single thing in LA is linked to Ray J or something like that. And he just started reeling off all these things connected to Ray J. It's weird, but it's funny. No, the, the, the one, right. So, uh, <coughs> this this is the last thing we're going to watch. Then we're going to continue the conversation. But this one, this one's funny as well. Because Tyler's not serious. I get fucked. You, you could, it's you really Hot 97. When Vince Staples shows up, he raps. Vince Staples goes hard, and then Tyler comes in and starts saying a whole bunch of things. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I've seen it. Why are they together? So, what a random duo. Yeah. So, you ready, Vincent? Right. Yeah, man. Vince used Here to we hang go. With Vince Staples, really hot 97. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Just a second, bar. I can't count them like that, so I gotta figure it out. All right, here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Ain't no mirrors on the wall, just a text from all the hoods trying to show you who we are. Hoping that we understood. Never seen no shooting star, but I done shot from out of car. And the question with my thoughts is he dead or is he good? Question floating over tattooed heads. Cloud of judgment, death is punching in this small field there. I watch my feet cause I ain't trying to kick the bucket while I walk across the creek. Cross my heart, but never hope to die in case they plot on me. Any young who got a gun feel like he won a lottery. They feeling death with no regrets. It got me sorry for my seat. Hope you grow to be a leader cause that's been a dying breed. Hope his father and his mama still alive to help him see. See my one of my key and niggas die within a week So I be ignorant to think that he can keep me out the streets If he choose to let him be Gotta make it on his own But if he turn uh, 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 You can't do that Alright, hold on You can do whatever you want I got too many verses, I'll be forgetting Vince Staples, ladies and gentlemen Freshman 10, in case you're wondering The freshman is you Young Vincent, Long Beach 
Yeah, yeah. Prayer couldn't save me from my sinning. Once I see my granny gun, I knew I had to give me one. See them dirty money rolls and wonder where she got them from. April of 2004, remember when the dog begun. When I follow granddaddy, can he try to make a run? Jerry caught a bullet in his mouth before the Pistons won. Seen it in 2001 in my aunt Nina car. 14's un breathing. Something in the nigga, man, I knew I had to be a part. Something in the nigga, man, I knew I had to be a part. Something in the nigga, man, I knew I had to be a part. Something in the nigga, man, I knew I had to be a part. Fuck. You know what I'm gonna do instead? Well, I just want Tyler to do a freestyle to No Time by Little Kim. Don't you that Ebro? Don't you that's what he should do? Yo, yeah, spit a freestyle. See, Rosenberg set him up for, for no, stupidness, though. This, this is the point. Look how he's smiling. Yeah, you know he's ready to do something dumb. There's real ones. Here we go. This is gonna be hilarious. No matter what happens, the result is good. Can I just freestyle? Like, I don't be having verses on. Nah, just freestyle. Just, just drop bars. Just bars. Just rap. Like, Y'all understand when you be asking niggas to rap, bro? Like, dang. I know, I know. I just, felt, I just made a 20 song album. <laughs> I know. There's not many bars left. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, yeah. In the studio right now with Ebro My nigga Rosenberg right here And he know that me and Vince go way back Just like LeBron headline against somebody Shit, I don't know I don't really watch basketball But I play with a couple balls Me and Vince and having threesome no. Rolling up the weed crumb Niggas know that I'm dumb Niggas know that he's stupid And you know I stay there because of stoop kid Never lead a stoop cop the new coop About to cop McLaren after tall With no damn roof And I be playing guitar Nigga, I'm damn star Can't even walk down the street without Damn calls with security following And bad bitches swallowing And niggas can't see the fucking ice Cause it's hollowed in And shout out Ben Ball A nigga making checks Can't think of nothing What's next but fuck it Niggas know that I'm going hard I'm getting rod Fat Eminem And a dark nigga from Amistad And Sandra Bullard in the cut And shit What the fuck My nigga Lionel Buff is fucking uh, Any bitches in here With big old butts Nah This shit is whack White girl got the flat one <laughs> Black one. Something got me a stack of money inside the pocket. Nigga can't hold a wallet. But no, I go hard. No, my wallet go yard with the golf on it. Yeah, nigga, I made bread. I don't even rap about rape no more. That shit is dead. Now I'm fucking bitches and copping shit that's too damn expensive. And everybody just hate the new shit. They never listen. Cause I'm not sad. Don't cry about my dad. But shit, I don't know. Getting ass shots after tour. I don't know what's going on. What's Tyler the Creator and Vince Staples. <laughs> See what I mean? He's just dumb. Like he just does dumbness for no reason. Like, but to, to oh, answer, Vince goes no. <laughs> it, the freestyles can build hype for an album. Hundred percent, they can. But in Tyler's case, they're just—I don't know—they're just moments for him to just be stupid. Absolutely. Tyler reminds me of, wasn't it? Tyler reminds me of. Uh, Eminem, like with the the outrageous sort of stuff that he used to do early on, but he's like taking it to a new level with these freestyles, especially the one with Flex. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the fact that you can tell they're actual freestyles <clears throat> because the things he's saying is just ridiculous. He said, "I'm gonna get our shots after tour." Like, why? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's random and it's uh... funny. But in general, I feel like that the art of freestyling to to build up hype for your album is is definitely it's 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 slowing down. But I it might pick up again. Yeah, who am I to? to call this yeah definitely but yeah you don't see him as much and I think that's why the Cole one stood out so much because it's been a while since a rapper on his 
around his kind of level has done that, you know, days before the album. It just made that the sort of the, those two or three days, the anticipation just went right up for me. Well, it's just going to push people to listen to it because it's like, you're not, you're not going to be able to listen to this on streaming. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to go mm. listen to this freestyle and it, 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 exactly like it's intended to do. It builds hype. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like most people then, definitely now are geared towards live shows. Like that's, that's all they care about you doing and, yeah, and, yeah. and, and engaging yeah. in. The album is secondary to the live show for some reason, because some people only come to the show to hear a couple big songs at the end, which is odd. Mm. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is um, whether the the live show enhances an album and, and comes part and makes it greater. Because I mean, I've had a couple of experiences where I've seen a band live or I've seen an artist live, and I definitely appreciate the album a lot more. Yeah, I had that with Sam. Cements it in history, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. like Run the Jewels two with me and Sean. That cemented that as one of the most incredible albums I could ever see live. Basically, it depends if had they the bring image you to of the them world. two on stage. Yeah. Art, like back to back, arms folded, imprinted yeah, in my like, brain. They just you, came out like that, and we're like, "Whoa!" You live the album like the MC or something. <laughs> That's the mm. thing. Depending on how how well choreographed the artist is, or whatever moments they try to have happen in that live show, can make that that a really interesting performance to see. Because when we saw J Cole, however many years ago, there was no production value, nothing. It was just a it was a DJ and him and the mic. But with Watch the Throne now, that live show is a madness. Do you know, like the mm. lasers, fire, everything coming out the ground. It's insane. Mm. Uh, obviously, listeners, you're going to, you know, it's not to spoil the content calendar, but you guys are going to hear about our live show experiences eventually. But live shows. Some albums are about live shows. Travis Scott's ones as well. When he just Always. makes like uh, a ride. That, on that, the, would be, uh, like, that would be an experience. What the hell? Most definitely. And and that's that's the thing. Like I said, albums are geared towards live shows now. Or some, most are. Albums that are albums, like Astroworld is. Well... Kendrick, he didn't drop his album because of that. But he wanted I wonder to perform what it at Glastonbury. I wonder what that experience is going to be like, though. Do you know what mm. I mean? I wonder what that, that album will be like, because it's it, there's only so many vibes you can bring to a live show, and I feel like this is going to be an upbeat type of, like, mosh pity vibe. Mm. The, uh, the, I mean, Theo, you can vouch as well. The, the damn tour definitely made the whole... Kung Fu Kenny Monica oh, thing makes more sense because yeah, a lot of did. the well throughout the whole show there were visuals behind if him in the character of Kung Fu Kenny with a mm. I don't know what you would call it some sort of master like training in the art well, obviously for him it's the art of rap but there was all these sequences that would happen between um, like sort of changes in set design or um, his costume and things like that and it really made like now when you listen to Dam I don't know about you Phil but I picture those videos that were on the screen well, I, at that show. I always picture it. I always picture the live show because it was done so well. It was so well done. When we saw him live, it was just, it did. It solidified damn for me. So every time I listen to it, I just think of that live show and the yeah. Kung Fu Kenny character. It's just, yeah, it's fantastic. And some artists are doing festivals now. I mean, obviously Tyler with his, was it Golf Wang Festival? That is something I want to talk about um, quickly because what they did to Drake is actually rude. Drake was performing songs that are like amazing, songs that he doesn't perform in his own concerts. And the fans were like, it's not Frank Ocean, boo! It's like, it's Drake. Drake Drake, and Frank Ocean are definitely not on the same level. Let's be honest now. Drake is like up here and Frank Ocean is up there. But do you know what I mean? To see Drake for that 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 ticket price and he's performing like deep cuts from an album. Them lot are rude, man. Hmm. Them lot are rude, rude. They have no respect. It could have, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they could have brought out, they could have brought Michael Jackson back in a hologram and they still would have been like, what the fuck is this? It's not Frank Ocean. Yeah, that, that was a lot of entitlement there, wasn't it? 
Bullshit, that shows what his fans that. are like, though. Because he wasn't he playing? He was going to play, or he was playing. Feel no ways. Yep, he was doing big tunes. Yeah, but Drake Drake handled that better than <clears throat> I thought he would. You know, man just got off stage. Man didn't do yeah, no rant. Like, man didn't do have no a good bullshit. night. <laughs> he just yeah. was like, you know what? Fuck this. My checkers. You know what I mean? My checkers cleared. I'm out. But that's that. the worst bit about that is when he he says something like, uh, "Do you want me to do one more song?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, oh, "Okay, have a good night." No. And fucks off. Yeah. It's like so man, deep. That is man. so bad. That's just, that but shows you what the generation look, of glasses is like, man. There's a Drake's sadness. had enough wins in his life. So that's just it's still mad though. That's that to me that it when is, I saw yeah. that I was like, "Are you guys mm-hmm. all right?" Like whoever was in that crowd is 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 mad. Like actually yeah, crazy in the head. But let's jump in and jump out. Let's hop in and hop out. Oh my god, you guys beat me in. <laughs> oh my god. Should we try to get onto the, the last two sections so we can if we wrap, can wrap this up? Yeah, no, we definitely can. We definitely definitely Not can. Lie, those um three stars have given me a flare up. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> are fucked now. Hmm. All right. Jesus Christ. There was just one one other quick one as well, is that um slow tie. Has now got his own festival as well, and I wonder yeah, I what that. that's going to be like in relation to the album as well. <clears throat> that would be interesting, but I'm not going to the offense. Sorry, slow time. Why not, man? <laughs> it's not that far. You can drive now as well, man. It's quick, quick thing. Uh, I wouldn't want to drive that fast going to a festival. I know why the board. No, that's not why the board wasn't working. Can you guys hear this? No, I can't see anything. What the fuck? Why is it doing this? Sorry, go on. <clears throat> no worries. Um, there were some other things to, to sort of discuss, I guess, when it comes to great albums. One of them is, do we think that uh, chart success, the sales and awards and things like that matter? No. D'Angelo's no, album, Black Messiah, was incredible, but it's not that popular at all. Very true. Lots of, lots of Bjork albums. They don't have that close to a million sometimes, but they're incredible. Very true. I don't think it matters at all. I think it's general perception. Yeah, did you did you enjoy po- it? Doesn't, doesn't need to be popular. Yeah, did you enjoy what you listened to? Yes or no? Yeah. Mm. That that awards don't thought... matter either. They just bring the album to your attention if it hasn't been in your attention. Yeah. Why are you trying to take away Macklemore's yeah. fucking achievements, man? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. No, just it doesn't matter at all. Macklemore's the best it, rapper I mean, alive. I mean, like it's you. Trash. Talk- <laughs> It's true though that awards don't matter because talking about like chart sales and like numbers, you only need to look at Weekend's album, and yet the Grammys just ignored him completely. Like, mm-hmm. and he's he had enough promotion. Did, he, he did mad numbers on After Hours, and yet they just ignored him. So he's just yeah. Nowadays, for, it, for me. it's not it's not about oh get the radio play and get the Grammy da 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 da. It's like, are you making a living off this? Are you able to sell out your own tour? If so, well, yeah, everything else comes as a bonus. Because it's, mm. I feel like there's so many people out right now as well. There's only there's there's how many very very good rappers or very very good artists in general competing for one genre of music. It's impossible, literally impossible. Mm. How quite how they pick that shortlist all the time is beyond me because it's always wild. It's never what I would have picked. Nowhere near what I would have picked. And then how they pick the winners beyond me as well. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of award shows. I, I, I've really, there's rarely an award ceremony out there that is an accurate reflection of what is the best music of that year, in my opinion. It's all, it's all politics. It's all promotion, as Kieran says. Um, the GRM award that's was what pretty made, accurate, accurate, though. The first one was. Yeah, but yeah, but that's more. I mean, they're they've. It's more. Um, what's the word? It's more niche. Like it's not as broad as say a Grammys or, oh, a yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that, where it's just. Um, and you get it with film and TV as well. P- people like who are on the voting um, system, they'll get sent like eighty films at once. Yeah, and they've got like a month or two to watch them. You're not going to be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, or less than that. But I don't think that happens as much now because the some I don't know about music, but I know in that industry things are changing. But I know back in the day that it weren't good. It weren't good the way they did it. But you mentioned radio, and I feel like when we were younger, radio did matter. So, for instance, I think back to like when I was like nine, ten years old, and Fifty Cent like first went mainstream. Yeah, and Get, get Rich or Die Trying was out, and yeah. you had in the club on the on the radio, you had If I Can't, you had Twenty One Questions, because you heard it all the time. Yeah, it re- to me it really felt like oh, this album's huge. Yeah, and this was before I even thought of music as a passion or a hobby or yeah. even thought about things like genres. It was just like Fifty Cent is the biggest rapper in the world. This is the biggest album right now. Because I heard it everywhere. Whereas nowadays, radio is a bit irrelevant. I well, guess. I'll give you a prime example. Yeah. I'll give you a prime example. When I was about <clears> 10, <throat> I went to Florida, yeah? And on every radio station, you could switch between all the radio stations for a good while. And imagine this is America, yeah? All that was playing was Cassie, me and you. Like, all day. <laughs> all day. Yeah. Like, switch through every radio station. And it was like, okay, I guess this is the best song out right now because everyone's playing it. But it's like, nowadays... If I turn on the radio, I don't even know half that music. And to be honest, I don't think that music is anywhere near good or even really getting the, the same shine. I feel like it's... The people... most popular music is not the greatest music right now. No, exactly. Yeah. And no, it's, it's wild to me, though, that what plays on the radio is playing on the radio. But people that make really good music want to be played on the radio, even though their album or their songs won't fit on, you know what I mean, on anywhere. There are exceptions, mm. though. Kendrick... And Frank, oh wait, maybe not Frank. And I remember anymore, Pyramids playing on the Kendrick radio for once. Sure. Mm. The whole yeah, thing. Yeah, not anymore well. though. The That's whole like, thing. <laughs> when Frank came out, yeah, yeah he was he was radio. Radio is Kendrick tough now, though. though. Like Dan, Dan was all over the yeah, radio, like over loyalty radio. and love mm. as but well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's different Humble. now. It's different now because like sometimes if an album was really good, the the show host would be I'm just playing the album for the whole album how whole hour my whole hour mm-hmm. is going to be me playing this album now no chance big song no that's it done one song and done mm. back to the, the regular the A-list. new the new radio for me these days or the impression that I get is uh playlists it's getting your song on a playlist because if you get your song on a, on a big playlist on Spotify or Apple whatever um and, and some because and, a lot of people don't listen to albums they yeah. will just this is one know, thing I rate so you know, New Music Friday, whenever I see the first two or three artists on the New mm. Music Friday playlist, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. So they're actually getting like the green light from Spotify. They're getting the promo at the moment. These are the mm. big things to check out. Mm. But now, yeah, it's, yeah. now it's like for me, I rely on the algorithm to tell me to what, to what to listen to. So say I like a song on an album, yeah, like a new album. I just go go to radio and it will f- populate that radio station. Like, you know, personalized Spotify radio station with like new music, that I haven't heard mm. old songs that I like, and that's how I find a lot of new music now, or a lot of new artists. 
but it's, oh, it's, that's what I do as well. I think it's brilliant on Spotify. That, that's how I found a lot of different artists. Like yeah. you said, you go to the song, you go to the album radio, and that's it. Just or like my dailies, there's the, the daily playlist for yeah. me is where I, I really, really do find a lot of like these newer people. But mm-hmm. I don't listen to the radio. Like I don't see no, the point no. anymore. And what about reviews? Because I feel like my my opinion is, I mean, we've we've already discussed this before. I don't. I don't really read reviews anyway, but I don't check scores or anything like that until I've formed an opinion. So I'll listen to something a few times. And then if I feel like checking a review, I will. But I feel like the the traditional review, so for example, from the likes of a pitchfork or somewhere like that, has kind of been replaced by these YouTube channels, like reaction slash review channels. Mm. I feel like people respect and take into consideration the opinion of say a needle drop or a sean c or dead end hip-hop there's various loads of people out there then they do a pitchfork might be wrong what do you think i I definitely agree with that the youtube creators or reactors are definitely taking over in terms of reviews i think in the past it was always like your pitchforks your enemies your um Mm. Um, I of, uh, yeah I'm trying to think it, of all the it, big names whereas YouTube it depends on the genre though this is the thing yeah, I true. think for like rock and alternative Pitchfork's still relevant maybe maybe not rock anymore actually but like hip hop for sure Pitchfork whatever they say on hip hop doesn't matter we, we were looking at their hip hop albums and they were given like the crappiest albums like 8.6 oh, that's what I'm saying there's like no that. reliable source for hip hop reviews and it's not like oh hip hop is all subjective and whatever there's certain things that make albums good and there's certain things that make albums bad right and that's kind of like the crux of this conversation but the way they rate certain things in the mainstream like rap wise it's like did we listen to the same thing I don't think we hmm. did you know and then I don't think they're authoritative voices on like hip hop genre they should get other rappers to like other rappers that are like retired or whatever out of commission to review new rap and all because exactly certain people, certain rappers, certain old heads will be like, oh, I don't like the way he's singing on that and whatever. And other people that are more open minded and whatever will be like, no, that guy's, you know what I mean? There's certain people that listen to newer people and can hear stuff differently. Well, it, mm. it's that Q tip quote from that song. What's the quote, Sean? Uh, what uh, Joey Wait, as soon as he said those names, it made you consider those careers and the albums that those artists had released, and it it makes you acknowledge the greatness already. Because it's like if someone like Q Tip, who's clearly one of the rap greats, is saying like these people are the next people to follow on from me, there's clearly a reason why he's saying that. Mm. I agree. Yeah. So do you think like the opinion? So for instance, if Jay Z drops a song tomorrow and he said. Little baby is is number one. Obviously not in those words. I would but I mean, believe if he, if that. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd straight that, up believe that. You. Yeah, mm. mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I think definitely so. think certain artists have more credence than a publication or a radio station or anything like that. To be fair, though, yeah. Jay Z did say "da baby," and I'm not sure about that. I can see how he's commercially successful, but <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Like, is that even a, a thing that should be said? That that. Little baby and the baby and whatever like you don't need to the say baby. things like that unless somebody is like doing something different if they're just doing what everyone else is doing and doing it the best just just let it you know let the numbers speak for themselves mm. Mm. so i guess um to kind of round all this up like we've we've discussed like various different aspects and there's some that are more important than others but i f- i feel like the one thing for me that stands out 
when it comes to something being a great album or one of the greatest is it has to stand the test of time. It cannot have its moment and then die out. It needs to go through the generations of music and not necessarily get better, but never, never um, become dated in a sense. But no great album, you go, oh yeah, it was really good then. Not so much now. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I no, you're not wrong. And yeah, I also it think it has to, time. this sounds really, really odd to say, but it has to be an album that anybody can appreciate whether or not they like that genre or not, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, so universe. Because the universe. word we're going for is great, not good. And I have mm. three great albums, yeah, that I'd like to suggest to the listeners. Go listen to Subtract's first album. It's spelled S-B-T-R-K-T. It's like a little thing with a guy with a mask. It's brown, yeah? Listen to that album. Top to bottom, amazing. Tame Impala, Currents. Amazing album. And then Good Kid, Mad City. Those three albums, doesn't matter what type of music you like, you're going to like at least one song on those albums, if not the whole thing. Hmm. True. See I, see, I don't know though, because I'm trying to think of... So something that keeps bringing to mind is Danny Brown's album, 30. Yeah. Right? That is not... If if you're like new to rap and you stick on that, I think that would be hard to take in. But that's because of his voice, though. That's that goes into what we were saying about what makes a great rapper is uniqueness and all this kind of stuff. And that's one thing Danny Brown has going for him in abundance is the content's different. You know, his voice is different. The beats were different back then, but it's still a great album. But mm. yeah, I guess in contrast to what I said, then that that does make sense. That you know, it's not for everybody, but. You know, if you if you, if you don't I, like, no, I know what you mean. If you though. don't like radio song, then you're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> my number yeah, I one, no. my radio song. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I think the the greatest of you know the the top top albums of all time all have that universal appeal. I, get, I, I think I, it's I not it's mean. not for every single person, but it does have to transcend the genre that mm. it's in. So, like a hip hop album that's loved by like rockheads and pop people yeah or like vice versa a rock album like lincoln park that everyone loves oh, hybrid theory for I example is oh, so incredible because hybrid who theory love that yeah that, kieran. oh yes kieran How, hybrid theory what a flipping album that is r.i.p chester man bloody hell man that, that album i saw i saw them live in 2015 that's one of the ones oh, i was going to talk God. about oh man yeah. but yeah no you you man. definitely would it better than i did kieran that like, it has to transcend the genre most definitely. Yeah, and good and point. to I kind mean, of, I mean, gone. Sorry, no, no, you I was go. Gonna, you, no, yeah. this, yeah, okay. No, this is a bit of a left one, but you could apply this to Hernando's man. What? Go on. <laughs> no, go on. Let's <laughs> say what? Because I'm, I'm baffled. How could you speak apply, your piece? Yeah. How could you apply this to Hernando's man? <laughs> no, of course, because it's got to apply to everyone. It's like you've got a basic chicken there. That like, basic chicken that's just. <laughs> I want it to be straight <laughs> gangster. <laughs> but it's true it's true though like the album's got a standard oh let me get my straight man. the album's got a standard test of time man and you don't want no little beige salt and pepper chicken that's not doing anything man you want that peri <laughs> you want that peri peri sauce man and what does everybody want it applies to everyone everyone wants a Nando's a Nando's man munch on that shit munch on that peri peri chicken man Stands the test of time. That's what a great album does. So you Edit can the fuck out of that. You just keep <laughs> you going back and back to the restaurant. Up, <laughs> exactly. You still go back to the restaurant. And it applies to everyone, man. You can have your lemon and herb. You can have your medium. You can have your hot, man. 
you can. It, it he's not even drinking that. the gin this time. That's the part that's getting me. No quiche, no gin, nothing. This man is just coming <laughs> no in. No quiche. Sam said no quiche. <laughs> No quiche, no gin, no wine, nothing. This man is just going off about oh. Nando's. I cannot deal with this I guy. I think we need to cut there, Joey. Just no quiche. I said everybody upgraded than Nando's. It's true though. Everybody loves Nando's, man. You love quiche, yeah, and it stands and it and it stands the test of time, man. Who's not? Who's not thinking? Oh yeah, let's get a nice Nando's, man. But you don't want some little plain boring old chicken. You want a Nando's. <laughs> Listen, Kieran Sean, who's your mate? Who's your mate? Because he's not. It's not my uh, mate no more. <laughs> coming back to what we said about complexity, your little analogy there. I'm going to be thinking about that for years to come. There's going to be new interpretations. Every time I go Nando's, I'm going to be thinking, oh, fuck. Man. What makes a great yeah. album? Huh. <laughs> well, you think about it. Good Kid Man City stands the test of time, man. It, it started off as a nice, like, bass chicken, had a bit of seasoning on there. But as the, ta- as, as the test of time has gone on, you've added that peri-peri sauce, man. It's gone from, like, a nice little lemon and herb. It's gone to a nice heart and the flavours. They're still nice, man. They're, they're warming through. You listen to that album, mm, stands the test of time. So you can apply the two together, man. Everybody loves chicken. Shit. Everybody loves chicken, man. So those people who are not understanding, oh. just apply it to Nando's, man. This guy there is we go. outrageous. Honestly, this guy A variety of flavors. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Hey, this is Kieran, and thanks for listening. Shout out to my Indian people. I see you. Don't leave without hitting the link in the podcast notes to join our Discord server, where the discourse of our episodes continues. We've got curated playlists and more for you to check out there. Namaskar.